This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome into another episode of Bucks on Knox. Uh, been a couple of weeks since we've done one of these, so good to be back. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, lads, but I think this is our one year anniversary of the pod. Like right around this time uh, last year, we did episode one. So, uh, you know, unlike a lot of other podcasts, after a year, we're still going. So, uh, congrats to the lads here. I guess so we could start by saying that. But uh, lots to get into on today's show. Uh, since our last episode, we had the MLB season start up. Uh, so I think today we're going to get into a Blue Jays rundown. Uh, also, NHL regular season is nearing an end. So we're going to make some predictions on uh, who's going to be winning some awards this year. Uh, big UFC card, UFC 287 this weekend as well. And uh, that one's headlined by a rematch there at Asenia versus uh, Pereira. And uh, we got picks for that, of course. Uh, also, Fantasy Hockey League, that just wrapped up and uh, winners are in. So we're going to announce those. And uh, talk about the prizes for those lads. And uh, we haven't forgot about our Fantasy Football League winners as well. So uh, stay tuned for that later on. And uh, to start today, how about we get into this Blue Jays rundown? And uh, I think Stewie J is going to take the reins on this one to get us started here. Well, I, I, I thought you were going to ask the lads. It's been two weeks here. You don't want to fucking say, you don't want to know how I'm doing, buddy, or what? Well, we can we can do that first. If, if we want to do a little check I'm not fucking hanging from a rope right now, buddy. Wouldn't you feel bad? <laughs> Wow, it's it's been a while, eh? See, I fucking I'm all out of order today because you know it's been a few weeks. Last time we did one of these, we were in Ottawa, fucking, you know, half in the bag or fully in the oh, bag, whichever one's worse. Oh, buddy, fuck! If you haven't seen that, go watch it on YouTube if you want to see all the boys in person. But uh, you'll see we were holding fucking handheld mics, and uh, Ty actually purchased one off of me right at the end of the podcast, so uh, he took it home and he's using it right now. And it's a different sort of mic, so this Does might be a benefit to the what? listeners. Well, I mean, it sounds, yeah, I think it sounds better, but like it, it's not, it's, it's less like the sound quality difference and more like the, the outside noises. It doesn't, yeah, you don't hear all my like, empties fucking yeah, kick, you kicking don't around by my feet here. <laughs> you won't you hear, hear fucking Ty getting up to grab a beer and fucking walking all the way. You don't, don't hear every footstep <laughs> all the way across this kitchen. You don't hear the mic stand fucking ringing like a telephone. So that's an, I think that's an upgrade. Yeah. So I say that's an upgrade. So there okay, you go. Well, you, you want me to ask you so bad? How you been, bud? Uh, pretty good. I, I was going to say yeah. fucking, uh, I wanted to ask you boys, you trying to go to the, okay, wait, let me explain why I'm thinking this first. Uh, it's getting warm out, you know, the snow's starting to melt, you know, so Not you know here. what time that is. It's, 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 it's horse racing season for this guy right here. All right. So I'm oh. going my first of the year. I'm going to my first of the year, uh, with my girlfriend in London, um, this week, apparently their season is all the way across the fucking, yeah, DK, I see the eyes. You're trying to go Friday, Friday night. It's uh, only a couple hours away. I think I can make that work, possibly. <laughs> London Racetrack, Western Fair District. Um, their season goes, at London does it weird. Their season goes from October to May. So I don't know how they do it. I've never been to London Racetrack, but I guess they just fucking rip horses through the snow and shit. It's like dog, dog like husky racing or some shit, but horses, I guess. I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> they got uh, the dog sleds out and just fucking <laughs> racing <laughs> those around the track. Let's go. Got horses pulling <laughs> dog sleds or something. I don't know how they do it, but I guess they do it. That'd be kind of uh, sick. They should do that. That should be a Canadian fucking Olympic sport, dude. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But uh, yeah, so I back in and then I, I just caught the fucking horse race bug again. So um, I, I was looking up when um, I, fi- I realized that the Kentucky Derby um, is next. 
it's pretty much a month from now. It's the first uh, Saturday in May every year, I believe, right? And I was like looking up what ticket prices cost. Obviously, it's like too close in time to just commit to that. But like, fuck, I want to go so bad next year. It's an expensive trip, boys. But you guys trying to ball out and go to the fucking Kentucky Derby, put on some nice fits, some nice hats next I've May. I've never done anything like that, so I'm down. Neither have I. Mean, I was thinking, I'm dude, Kentucky Board. Kentucky DK looked like he was fired up. DK, like I don't know. He kind of looked me off a little bit, but no. Let me explain though. Let me <laughs> let me preface. I already have a, a a buddy down for sure. Um, so I I think I might just I, I think I might be going either way, unless like barring some unforeseen events. But uh, Kentucky borders Tennessee. So think about this: if you if you if you're not in to going all the way to fucking Louisville for fucking horse races, you can make a trip a Nashville trip out of the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And obviously, there's events in oh, Louisville. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Just sell it. You know. When is that t- though? Wait, when, when was that? Uh, it, it's a first Saturday of May. So it, I wouldn't obviously won't be going next month, but like maybe next year. I was thinking for sure. Well, yeah, maybe Here's next the- year. I mean, I, I've used all my vacation days almost already, and I got a bunch. Of other I got to save up, up for it though. It's I a think- tax, though. Okay, so that's yeah. exactly what what my point was going to be. You know, the in theory. Does going to the Kentucky Derby, betting on the ponies, and then flipping over to Nashville sound like a time? Yes, depending on how much you're fucking spending, that could be a fucking 10 grand weekend if you oh, fucking easy. lose you at the track to, yeah. and then go 100%. to Nashville because you can't go to the Kentucky Derby betting five, 10 bucks a fucking race. Like you got to be betting <laughs> fucking money at the Kentucky Derby. So it, there's a chance for it to go either way. You could hit it big and you could come back and your trip's basically paid for, but it could go the other way real fucking quick if it's six, wow. seven, eight <laughs> races deep and you you haven't fucking picked a winner yet. It gets tough. You could go and just fucking... You, can you not? Like, they won't allow you to do small bets? Like, you have to fucking Well, no, they drop. will. I just mean... No, they like, will. Yeah, yeah, they will. So, like, I mean, just, I was spend, thinking, I'll spend my big bucks at the Wood bar Bunk. and spend a few bucks on the horse oh, races. Wood- Hopefully, I can fucking pay... Pave my fucking tab off at the bar with winnings with uh with the yeah. some small bats. That's all I'm looking to do. I'd rather like I'm more stoked for the Nashville bands, honestly. We gotta we're doing that. We gotta go see like Billy Strings down in Nashville or some shit. Or yeah, you gave Chris the, the Ableton Opry? or something something awesome. Yeah, oh, buddy, fucking, it'll be a fucking it could it could right. be a yeah. show. It will. It's not a cheap trip yet. though. That's the that's the only no. that's the only part. But um, and no, also, no. but I am definitely not trying to fucking cover my trip by winning bets. That is not. That is not what I'm trying to do down there because <laughs> I know that it, that was my plan know, the DK, whole time. What you- DK is a little risky, but like uh, I, I just know that that is very that, that probably not the smartest play. Um, so yeah, Feeling I lucky. would probably just keep it light. And, I, and what I would do honestly is I'm oh wait a minute, maybe I won't be able to do that. I was just thinking because I know the betting lines to to the machines and shit and the tellers. They get fucking packed. Obviously, Kentucky Derby is 150 people in the fucking on the property, right? 150,000 people, like pretty much. I think every year. Can so you bet on DraftKings, just fucking <laughs> bro. But the betting lines are hours long. Like you can't, like dude, at the local track, do Kawartha of- Downs. Like I can go, I, you can go between races and make your bets before each race. Yeah. You can't do that. You got to bet ten Derby. races in a row. As soon as you get up there, you got to make every. Yeah, bet as soon as you walk in, you got to get in line and fucking. But the lineups are huge, right? So I was thinking. um, I just pull a bet for fucking three six five and just start fucking yeah. place all my bets on on oh, there instead. Yeah, the like, I don't know if they have it on there. I was just but saying, the thing is, is, is I know if I leave, I know if I leave Ontario though, because I got the Canadian app. Well, I have to like, can I if I'm registered oh, in Ontario? Yeah, do I, yeah, you if I don't have an American license. Can I be? Am I able oh. to? Yeah, that's the thing. Right? Probably and not. Even if, I think if, Cam was in L.A. at a Dodgers game and he couldn't place bets. 
Well, no, because yeah. it's not even legal in every state, right? Like every well, it state would be in Kentucky. Bet- that's the thing, but. Well, that's sports betting and horse racing is two different things. So like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So like if, if sports betting isn't a thing, like you'd have to get a specific horse racing app, like horse race betting app to get down there. How do you even know? No, I've seen the Kentucky you Derby. I can, you can bet on. How yeah, the fuck here, would I know what horse to bet on, dude? I'd be like, oh, yeah, buddy, this horse dude, race like these... fucking Kentucky. I'm like, I there's fucking fuck. try no, going fucking 20 bucks oh, down. Dude, on dude you have to understand people are studying the programs. They're studying the, the programs. They're studying like the the previous races, every other race. This I horse just pick someone like right in the middle of the pack, like middle odds, and, and then just be and like, the thing good. is, is because it's horse racing. There's 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 what like uh, I don't know what the Kentucky Derby is, but like typically there's like eight horses in a in a race, and uh, you can do that. You can fucking hit number eight. You know what I'm saying? Going number well, eight. Let's go. Dude, all no, fucking the, tied up. the thing is, the the horse racing gamblers are a different breed of people. You'll see oh, them yeah. on the TV. You see the videos of them, and they're like. They're slapping the horse's ass and they just have their tick and they're like, go eight, go eight, go. Like they're a different breed of fucking people. And they and do research, it. dude. It's they do research. E-gens. You want to find a bunch of E-gens? <laughs> go to a fucking horse racing track on a Saturday and just watch people. Oh, buddy. Like, you'll know who the D-gens are. Court of Downs on a Saturday. Court of Downs. Dude. I love Court of Downs too, <laughs> but that is like, Court of Downs is like ECHL. You get, no, it's yeah, like ECHL of horse it's racing. It's harness racing too. It's harness racing yeah, too. It's that's a little what I mean. bit like shaky, like, but it's, the, it's close it's, to saying It's the Duty. minor leagues, but you still get the DJs, dude. You still oh, get yeah. the Dude, DGens. you should like, see these guys with their marked up programs, bro. It's crazy. Like these guys make us look like kindergartners out here, dude. It's yep. fucked. It's fucked, dude. If horse racing had the attention that like uh, the four or like the major sports did, dude, like fucking. Oh, it's huge. There's some some guys could have some wild podcasts because they're like fucking whole life. It seems yeah. like some like dudes literally retire, bro, and like their life is becomes horse racing. So, um, it's an yeah. expensive fucking expensive hobby though for sure. Um, yeah. So, you mentioned Woodbine, uh, DK. I'm definitely going to the King's Plate, and uh, I think it's in August. I already, yeah. I'm, buddy, I'm there for sure. I'm I, going to I all love, the big races. I think. I love that Woodbine. shit. Woodbine's a good spot. That's like. I mean, in terms of Ontario for us, that's probably the premier racetrack where you're going to see the best racing is probably down at Woodbine Mohawk, I think, in Ontario. Um, but yeah, that would be a good fucking start. See what fucking the boys are up to. To bring it back on track, no, you said the same thing. Horse racing's going, and the MLB starting, why I got my fucking floral shirt on here today is, to me, that's always the, like, when the MLB season starts, and I get it's fucking April 1st when it starts, but that's like signifies the start of summer. The start yeah. of baseball season is the first day of summer. I don't 100%. give a fuck what a calendar says. And the last, like when the playoffs start, that's the end of summer, which is the October baseball or when you get into the September call-ups. Baseball is the best thing of all time. You welcome in some baseball, you welcome in the summer, and you fucking start firing. I love it. I love the start of fucking baseball season. Best time of year, too, because the NBA and NHL playoffs are right around the corner, too. So it's going to be a And March sh- Madness show. just stopped. Like March Madness finished up and now fucking MLB and now it's at NHL yeah, playoffs, NBA. No shortage. Like, dude, there's just, it's just a couple months straight of sports because when you're in the middle of the summer and the only thing that's on is baseball and it's game 77 of 162, it starts to get a little bit fucking dry out here for the, for your boy. Like when the dog days of summer <laughs> are on for sports, but yeah, right now is the best time for sports. March Madness playoffs and a bunch of major leagues. I fucking, I love everything about it. And let me say, let me say before we get into it, the also the Frozen Four is uh, right now. I just had the fucking Michigan Quinnipiac game on right now, and um, you're obviously it's done when you're hearing this, but it just finished five two. So as we were like literally going through the intro tie, 
I was like watching this fired up because I have Quinnipiac yeah, no, to win saying. the tournament. To win the Wait, tournament, I plus yeah, they, like, no, they didn't win it. They didn't win it, but they they moved oh, okay. on. So now they'll play Minnesota in, gotcha. uh, for the NCAA championship. Um, and they're like, uh, they were they were an underdog. They had the longest odds of of the four teams in the Frozen Four there. Um, and I was listening to like Chicklets the other day, and like um, Ryan Whitney play used to play at um boston university right and he he said that um you chuck these two brady i mean boston Thanks. university is a good program like they like i mean they got they wear red they jerseys made, so those red jerseys red yeah 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 they made yeah, the they, they made the frozen four i mean they just got beat out uh five o'clock or like earlier today by uh oh, sure. by minnesota so um yeah they're a great program but when wit was saying when he played there like quinnipiac this is like a decade or more or two decades almost i guess now like fuck with like that guy's fucking getting up there um but uh he said quinnipiac at that point was like the biggest joke and it was like the joke of college hockey and now like, for like the last <laughs> decade they've just been <laughs> pouring <laughs> yeah. well no for the last decade they've just been pouring money into the program they got some new like personnel and the staff and shit like that they built a new rink i believe and now all of a sudden they're just an absolute wagon and here they go uh they have wow. a chance to win their first ever national title so that's um, who you got i got, you got them, them winning it all that's it. i got them winning it all buddy that's probably big. Money. Obviously, like, I wasn't on. You know, obviously, you know, I'm not a college hockey nerd like that. Like some people are. Like I, I wasn't on them from the start of the season. You know what I mean? Uh, I just bet them the other day. I was like, look at the Frozen Four teams. I was like, Quinnipiac. I know it is has been a fucking wagon this year. Um, I don't really know uh, too much about like any of the guys really on their team. I think they. I was going to say, where is Quinnipiac school located? Yeah, see that, It's somewhere in the northeast, though. It's somewhere in the northeast because they play they play BU, right? So they're in that division. So it's got to be somewhere there. But that's where everything is, right? Other than maybe somewhere in the Min- states, Minnesota's Minnesota's out kind of western more. But, but yeah, well, uh, we, can, we can bring it back to talking about a Canadian team here. I know you guys wanted to uh, start today with the the Blue Jays rundown. And I know I started by saying uh, Stewie J will take the reins on this one. You kind of did taking us on the, uh, the the horse track there, talking about the horse gambling. But uh, Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you want to take the reins on this uh, Blue Jays rundown too, I mean, have at her. I, I got uh, not too much to say other than go cards. So <laughs> all yours, buddy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, uh, I might actually pass off to DK. I know DK is going to have some fucking shit to say about some Blue Jays too. So yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah, we'll just run the show here, Ty. You know, you can take you can take a little break. You know what I'm saying? We'll yeah. give you a paid break, all right? And you can just tell oh, us, right? Appreciate you know what I'm saying? Tip the beer grab, a little I can go bit. Go grab a beer, and, and my mic's not going to pick up all the empties. I know. There you go, and then you can just wait to the end. Say go, say your go, Cardinals, and then we'll move in. You <laughs> Let's right go. Let's go. It, Sounds like a plan, lads. Sounds <laughs> like we're on a roll here. All right, DK, you're the you're like the host. Um, you're like the I'm vice gonna, host. You're you're like I'm second gonna line in command here. So you got to line. I'm gonna them line them up. You're gonna knock them down, and then I'll give my little two cents on it. So I'm gonna start you with. They've been through the the starting rotation. Uh, I guess one full time now. Gosman's pitched twice. Manoa's pitched twice. What are you thinking so far from the first look and like into the future of the Blue Jays starting rotation? Yeah. So I guess what I'll do is run through one through five. Um, yep. based on how they ordered it at the start of the season. So obviously um um <clears throat> Manoa was the guy for opening day. And uh opening day I'm not gonna okay, I'm not I'm gonna try not to value the first 
two series of the season too much in what I'm saying because I had some thoughts. I We didn't get a, an episode in last week and I was hoping to get something right at the end of spring to do this right at the end of spring. So now it's like, it's almost like late to do this, but uh, still going to do it nonetheless. But uh, um, I guess what I'll do is try and say like, what's my expectation or what I think would be a good performance when the season's all said and done, what I think is good numbers. And I can give that person a B plus or a passing grade or a, or a pleasantly, or even like a a good grade. You know what I mean? At the end of the season, then uh, DK, I'll let you get your thoughts. And if you disagree or agree with me, um, Manoa, obviously, um, his first start of the season opening day, uh, was not great. It might've actually been, is a worst start of his career. However, we still got the win. Um, he didn't specifically, but the Jays did. Um, Manoa, for the course of the season, I think uh, obviously he'll settle in. Um, he'll find his stuff. Um, yesterday or or the last game was uh, a far better game than um, than his first start. Um, yesterday's game, he went. Uh, or I shouldn't say yesterday's game because you guys aren't listening on the same day recording this. But his second start of the season against Kansas City, he went seven deep, gave up only a single hit, um, four walks, five Ks, um, no earned runs. So that was a fucking beautiful start. And that's what we've come to expect almost. Um, like that kind of performance from Manoa um, every time he hits the mound. Um, uh, maybe not expect. I wouldn't say that. That was a great start. Yeah. Um, no, but no, yeah, he turned it. Well, I wouldn't it's say like one hit. Third like, that's Cy Young outrageous. voting last year. He's, he should, a good thing to say is he should, every time you go out, you should expect a quality start from Manoa. Yeah. Right. Six innings, yeah. three, three or less runs. Exactly. Right. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and I would say even, even that's like a, a little bit lenient for him. I think he usually does better than that. I think uh, I'm not even totally pleased if he does that. So, but Manoa, I think will still, will, might be in the conversation uh, for Cy Young even again this year. Um, I will say that if he does a sub three and a half, or no, I'm going to even be more tighter. If he does a sub 320 ERA and maybe 15 wins, is that aggressive or is that too? Is that, am I being too soft on Manoa? I think that's it, a pass for Manoa. Up at 325? No, under 320. Anything that, under 320. He's got to be under three. I'm thinking more Manoa. Um, from what you could come to expect for a number one starter on a great team and third in Cy Young last year, kind of trying to to build on a great start to his career. I would say you're looking more for like the 275 because I think I think like fucking Cease and them were like 225 last year. I think Manoa was like 280. Like I, I think you got to have a sub three ERA for Manoa to be the number one horse um, and build on last season. But I agree with you. 15 wins, great. Qual- uh, if he has 20 starts, I want fucking 14 to 16 quality starts. Okay, let me yeah, okay, let, let me fucking restructure what I'm what I'm doing here then. All right, I agree with you. Sub 3 RA and then I'm surprised. I was just more saying like under 320 gives me a passing grade. Manoa finished last season with a 225, so maybe I was being yeah. soft. Uh kind of forgot that, I guess. But uh yeah. If what I'll do then from now on if um if somebody I'll give them a a, a I'll say the stat line in which I would be extremely pleased with this person, but not something that's totally out of reach, I think, right? So something that is 
So if I say Manoa has a 245 or under ERA on the season, um, then I say that that's I am I'm very pleased and yep. he exceeded my expectations. Yep, that's what I'll do from now on. To exceed my expectations, this is what you have to get. All right, that's what I'll do for every guy now. Gossman, let's move on to Gossman. Uh, we'll try to make this quick. Quick, obviously Gossman is a fucking stud. I think he is our true ace. I honestly think that he is the best pitcher on this team. Um, and he kind of showed that in both his starts and in spring. He really hasn't shown any sign of rust in all his pitching this year at all. Um, he didn't give up a run all spring, and he hasn't given up a run, uh, well, earned run, which obviously, um, this spring or uh, in his first two starts. So um, I will bring up Gossman when we get into a subject later. I yep. think you know what that means, PK, but uh, yep. I think Gossman. Um, was one of the more unlucky players in baseball last year. I think the advanced stats show everybody agrees that Gossman, it, the, the advanced stats suggest that Gossman was actually the better pitcher than Manoa last year. Um, obviously, like the the main stats that you see on the screen every night um, kind of favored Manoa, but um, Gossman just seemed to be more of an un- unlucky guy, but obviously still ace quality stuff. I think last year, I don't think he got under three. Um, I think he pitched well enough to be there, but I think his ERA, let me just make sure. Yeah. 335 last year. Um, and everybody knows Gossman had a great season. So that's why I'm saying like ERA isn't the biggest fucking tell. Like Manoa could be up there in the threes and he still could have had like a great year. Right. But, um, if Gossman, I'm going to be really hard on Gossman cause I've got huge expectations this year. I'm looking for under two and a half. I'm going like the same, the same or better than Manoa. I said 245 and I'm and I'm and I'm uh very happy and exceeded my expectations for Manoa. So I'll say the same thing for Gossman, 245 and under. Um he exceeded my expectations. That's what I'll say. Um Bassett did not look good. Bassett did not look good in his first start whatsoever. Maybe the worst debut of all time by Jay. That body uh, came in there and just uh, everyone's hitting homers off him right yep. away on the cards there. Dude, yeah. in his first three pitches, he gave up two homers. Two, it was outrageous. Two bombs, yeah. First time in his um, career, he's allowed more than two homers in a game. He allowed four in like yeah. three innings. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But uh, obviously, his career stats show that he is a good pitcher, and I think he'll figure it out. It's the... It's, it's the um, the new pitch clock rules kind of um, changed the game a little bit for Bassett because if you saw, if you watched the game, like he was on the pitch com, he had to call his own game rather than a pitcher calling his own game because they don't have time to run through signs. He's, he, Bassett throws eight different pitches, whereas a lot of other guys, like Gossman throws pretty much, he's for the most part a two-pitch pitcher, which some guys are. But but uh, Bassett throws eight different pitches um, at a high enough rate that that you can consider him an eight pitch pitcher. So it's tough. It's tough um, for a catcher to call that game in the first place. And with a 15 second or 20 second pitch clock, um, you don't have time to be, to be um, shaken off pitches. So he tried to call his own game. Uh, I think that changes the game kind of changes the dynamic a little bit for him. Um, I thought the pitch clock honestly would have the biggest effect on Gossman because I think he had to change his, um, I think he had to change his his delivery and his, and his set stance like a little bit because he used to do that little like toe tap, a little jitter thing. 
And then obviously this year with the new pitch clock rule and like the, the tighter restrictions on box and stuff, um, you got to be dead silent and set. And um, it turns out that he was just fucking locked in and it didn't have any effect. It fucking, he's been even better. But uh, back to Bassett, um, I think he'll figure it out. I think this season might be a down season for him. But if he's anything under a four, then uh, then I'm I'm pleased, I guess. If he gets three, if he gets three five, which I would I think three, yeah, last two seasons he he's actually had really good numbers. Last three seasons, um, because I think it's a down year for him, which sometimes happens with a new team. I'm gonna say under three five, he exceeds my expectations. Um, just with the new rules and new team and everything, um, but I think that's but I think that's uh, entirely doable for him. Next, Barrios. Barrios is an interesting one because we know he is a great pitcher. However, last year he had a very lackluster season. And we saw in the World Baseball Classic, he pitched for his home country, Puerto Rico, and he had a brutal start. So obviously, he's not fucking, he's not to the same level of excellence that he was two years ago when he first became a J, because that never happened. You threw you threw uh, Barrios in there, and you're pretty confident he was going six innings, and you had a chance to win the ball game at the very least. Now it's like you can get that, and you can even get more than that on some nights. However, he might also give up seven by the third inning. So this year, last year, let me let me just read off last year's stats. Um, he finished the season with a five twenty three ERA. Can't be there. Can't be there at all. Um, if he's under four this year, same with Bassett. I think they're kind of in the same, uh, same area. If he's under four this year, um, I'm pleased. Um, but I almost wish he was a little bit higher. 360, I'll give him 360. If he's under 360, then I'm, I'm, I, I exceeded my expectations. So that's kind of what, I, and I want a positive winning record. Um, obviously from Barrios. That's where I'm sitting with Barrios. Um, and, and, and that's not like, that's not even soft on the guy. I feel like, I think like that's like pretty, that's pretty high expectations for him. I think he can do it. Um, DK is giving me the shake. We'll see what DK thinks of Barrios. <laughs> I think he has a better season than last year. I think it's hard to match the same, uh, uh, monstrosity of a season he had last year. I think he improves and I, um, I want him to get under under four, be a, a sub four pitcher, four ERA pitcher. Um, but I have something in me tells me he can, or maybe it's just hope, and maybe because I'm a fan, I hope he gets back to that uh, to that spot where he's uh, hovering around the three and a half mark. You say Kikuchi. Now this is an interesting one because we mentioned this on the pod a few few. Actually, I don't know if we mentioned the pod or if it's just in conversation. But DK has completely written off you say Kikuchi. You say Kikuchi was fantastic in spring. <laughs> I asked DK, all right, I sent them the thing at the end of spring. The Blue Jays were loving it. Their social media team posted everywhere. They said, you say Kikuchi, 0.87 ERA in the spring. This is, this is, this guy's a star. And then uh, I asked, sent them the post and I asked DK, are you, is he still a write off? 
And he said, I think so, yes. So. Saw that. I didn't know what you guys were talking about because I fucking don't know. Well, too well much you say Kikuchi. Him, I saw that message. Yeah, I saw the exact conversation you're talking about. What I'll say, Ty, is that when the Jays acquired Yusei Kikuchi, people looked at it as this could go, this is a guy that everyone knows he's got nasty stuff, but he just can never seem to put it together. Um, And it might be a project guy, but he's going to slot in in the starting rotation. People thought this could go, (laughs) this could be be meh. Um, And then there were some people that were super confident and thought that, Hey, you know what? Maybe this turns into another Robbie Ray situa- situation where like a pretty right. uh, pitcher that obviously needs some work comes to the Jays. Pete Walker figures him out and he becomes a, he becomes a stud. It went worse than anyone expected. Um, and it wasn't great, man. I think by yeah. August or so, he lost. He on? They stuck with him for a while? Like, is he fucking... So this that's year, what I'm saying. They didn't so, give him a project type deal. No, it's no, but for a long term or something like that. Like I have by, no idea what kind of deals any of the baseball. I think it was three have. years or something, wasn't it? Three years, thirty mil. So the guy's fucking. Uh, the guy's the seventh highest paid player on the Jays. You say Kikuchi, right? This is year so two let, of the contract now. Yeah, year, year two. two. So, so, gotcha. yes, Ty. By August, he. I'm pretty sure it was August. He had lost his spot in the starting rotation, and he was in the bullpen from that point forward. Oh, um, before that before that was I it think. before that i believe well, so yeah well if it was before that it was by august regardless so he i'd be right well. anyways <laughs> uh but you say kikuchi had a great spring all right and he's the type of guy that when he's on he can go out there and get you fucking double digit strikeouts isn't that like preseason shit though like spring training yes isn't that it like is against it a is. bunch of like and, ahlers and, and, and isn't that the equivalent not of like H- no playing. everybody plays it's like everything you know what i'm saying yeah. everybody plays there's ahlers there's uh, well, obviously not. A, there's no, triple I got A, the double A, single you know, A guys, talking, like, and there's also MLB it guys. Hockey person, yeah, it's like. still good baseball at the end of the day. But like, yes, the general rule is you can't you can't put too much weight on uh, spring stats. However, what I gathered that it was a different situation for Kikuchi because Kikuchi had enough innings in spring to pitch that if he was still as shit as last year or still the same problems as last year. He, his, his numbers wouldn't have been that good, in my opinion, right? So what I think is, with the new pitch clock, because a, a, a big problem with Kikuchi is that he would get, he, he would have a, he would start, you know, making a, you would make a, you would miss a few times, right? And then you get in a jam a little bit, he'd give up a run or two, and then he'd get in his own head, and then it was downhill from there, it was a disaster. Um, and uh, people thought it was a confidence issue, right? I think with the pitch clock, my friends, this guy doesn't even have the time to get in his own head. And he's just focused on the fucking game. You know what I'm saying? He has no choice but to focus on pitching. I think the pitch clock might benefit Yusei Kikuchi more than anyone else in the league, maybe. And because we know, and there's no denying that when he's on, he's a fantastic pitcher. He has nasty stuff. If he can locate it, if he's competent in his pitches, and if he's not in his own head, um, and if he's not a, being a little sad boy, he is a great pitcher. He's got nasty stuff. So if he puts it together, if he's dialed in, I think he's a great pitcher. Dude, he had his first start of the regular season. All right. This is when shit counts. Ty, you listening, buddy? You say Kikuchi's yep. first game of the year. Um, five innings pitched, three hits given up, one walk, um, and one earned run. That is a very solid start 
from Yusei Kikuchi. They, I think they yanked him a little bit early, but I don't think they want him going through the order another time. Um, so he's had like one Kikuchi good game in his old, um, whole Jays career. But I think if a, he puts together is, maybe a couple all... short starts with one earned run, no earned runs, two earned <laughs> runs, shit, yeah. and they start giving him a little more leeway, you might see Yuki, Yusei Kikuchi going deep into fucking ball games here. Anyways, that's the starters. Let's see DK. Um, I, I know DK is going to disagree with time. me on multiple points. He's, like, he's looking frustrated um, over there hearing all this right now. <laughs> so here's the thing. You said it perfectly uh, with a lot of these things, dude. This is your opinion, so it's not that you're wrong. And I'm not. I don't want to debate it because we got like we'll we'll move along to the players. But it's it's my chance. I think you say you say Kikuchi um, to say he's a great pitcher for a pitcher who has a career 4.99 ERA and has never had a winning record in the majors. Uh, to say he's a great pitcher is a little tough. If you say Kikuchi could give five innings every fucking day out, or even four fucking quality innings as the fifth starter. That's all I want Yusei Kikuchi doing. I don't want him deep in ball games. I don't want the ball in his hand in a big game. Do I think he had a good start and a good spring? Of course I do. I love the fact that he fucking only walked one guy because last year there was times he'd walk fucking five in an inning. He couldn't find the zone. I think he's he's kind of found it a little bit. Um, I think as your fifth starter, he shouldn't be going any more than five innings regardless, and I think that's great as number five uh, to to go with Barrios, I think Barrios has to have a comeback season. And if he doesn't, it's fucking tough, dude. Barrios is getting 15 mil on the fucking salary cap a year. And I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. But the man didn't look fucking good, did he? He looked no good. My only thing with Barrios, if you want to go lining in the sand, um, or I think that's what he's lining. It was the silver lining of fucking Barrios' start. Is that he struck <laughs> out seven? I love that. Uh, yeah, the silver lining in the sand or whatever the fuck to say. He had seven Ks in five innings, and I think that is more of what Jose Barrios has been when he's been dominant. He's been a guy that overpowers people, strikes a lot of guys out, and he's kind of like he didn't have that a lot last year. So to have seven Ks in his first start, I know it didn't look great, but that's something that's pulling a positive out of there. I like Gosman. I love what you're saying about him. I think he is. It's a 1A, 1B situation. I think he's got to have a sub 275 ERA. I think Manoa's got to be sub 250. I think Bassett's got to chew the innings like he has his whole career. And I think if you do that, where Bassett's in a, you know, somewhere in the threes, like underneath 350, Barrios is fucking underneath four, and Kikuchi just fucking survives for five innings a goddamn night. I think we're going to have a great rotation, but the rotation is this thing on this team that I'm the most worried about because it could either go, it's boomer bust. It's either going to be really good with Kikuchi and Barrios having bounce backs or it's going to be really bad if Manoa kind of tails off and Gosman has a rough stretch and Bassett kind of looks like he does and, you know, Rios and Kikuchi don't back, bounce back. It's like, oh shit, like it is boomer bust. It's either going to be really good or really fucking bad. But to move along to the, I don't know if you want me to go the lineup, Stu, or if you just want to go kind of down the line of, of, of players. Like I think a lineup thing would be the best. So you start at Springer to Bichette to Guerrero to Varsho to Kirk to Chapman. Go ahead and take away what you think of the position players for the Blue Jays. So I'll start at the one and just go through the fucking lineup then. So at catcher, um, I have no concerns, really. Uh, I'm trying to make this quick because we're already half an hour in. But um, at catcher, I know Jansen and Kirk are two of the better catchers in the league. I think that uh, having some versatility, having some options there. um, only benefits also play catcher. That's also true. I don't think we'll ever see it, but that is fa- that is true. In a jam, you know what I mean? Like one of them hurt, fucking Varsho can play catcher. Right. So I think, yes, I think uh, 
the versatility benefits the Blue Jays, and both of those guys are uh, really good players. Um, I mean, I guess it sucks for them that they both don't get fucking um, as many or as many reps as maybe a, a catcher, another catcher of their caliber. Um, but but you see Kirk often um, DHing on his off days. Um, but then that also sends Belt, um, a lefty that's much needed in this lineup, to the bench. Um, but either way, I think uh, the versatility is great. Kirk, if he is, I think he is a guy that if he's going to exceed my expectation, I think he's a guy that could be plus or uh, like two ninety plus, uh, maybe even three hundred. He's a really good hitter. Doesn't strike out often, um, and he's bat to ball. He's one of the best players in the league or best hitters in the league. In, in that sense. Um, Can I butt in on Kirk really quickly? And I'm sorry, Stu, sure. I won't do this forever. Uh, Kirk is a guy that I don't need. I don't think the average speaks as much as his on-base percent, percentage. Because like you said, that he walks well, a right. decent amount. He fucking, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't strike out. He puts bat on ball. I think his on-base percentage is something that people kind of overlook. And that's yep. what he's one of the best catchers in baseball in terms of on-base percentage. 100%. So I have no no worries for Kirk to start the season. He's on base, uh, probably, he's been on base, I mean, we're only he's played four games, but he's been on base a third of his at-bats. Um, is that good? Yeah. Do I think he's got better than that? 100%. I think uh, closer to 400. Um, exceeding 400 is a little bit aggressive, but closer to 400 for sure. I think even the batting average could be in the threes. Um, but 290-plus batting average, um, on base percentage like varies a lot, so it's hard to say like with a guy like that. But I think if he's up by uh, around like 380 and then 300 batting average, I think that is uh, very formidable for um, a guy like uh, a guy like Alejandro Kirk. Um, and just to put in context, last year he's a 285 hitter, 372 on base percentage, um, really good numbers. I think both of those can prove because he's a young guy. Um, yeah. So Kirk, I have no concerns. Danny Jansen, um, Danny Jansen's, I, I'm the concerns are a little bit more prevalent because obviously Danny Jansen has concerns. Obviously, sometimes he's a streaky hitter. You know what I'm saying? He'll put out, he'll go a, a full series and have three home runs in a single series if he wants to. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he's hitting for, he's hitting under 150 for a fucking month. You know what I mean? So. I think uh, he's he's a more mature player now, so I don't think we'll see as many of the the drop offs as we used to. Um, last year he had a really good season, especially the power really showed. Um, so for Danny Jansen, if he can stay healthy and get uh, constant reps, um, maybe twenty home runs, twenty home runs. The average doesn't really matter as much to me with Danny Jansen. But if he can put 20 over the wall, he had 15 last year and he was injured for a stretch. So I think if he can, I think 20 is an, is, is an improvement even over last year. And um, that is exceeding my expectations. So um, that's my thoughts on Danny Jansen. Obviously, the defense on both those guys uh, doesn't suffer at all. Um, Jansen's one of the best um, best catchers in the game when it comes to catching. Um and can really call a game. Kirk, um, not really the same level. Um, and that just comes with maturity and reps, you know what I mean? But not really the same level of, of, of game caller as Jansen is. But Kirk, nonetheless, we know his 
because um, when he looked at the advanced stats, his 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 pitch framing was one of the best, um, and it was actually elite. So um, Kirk, a better defender than people give him credit for. Jansen, obviously, no concerns on that end. Um, first base, Guerrero. I want, I want fifty. I want fifty from him. Fifty home runs. Jesus. I want fifty home runs, three hundred hitter uh, in the MVP race. I think. I think that exceeds my expectations. I think he'll hit 40. I think he'll hit 40. So I think the next threshold, um, 40 home runs, and I'm pleased. Um, you think two, 285, 285, 40 home runs, I'm pleased, but I want to see improvement. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, these guys, you can't consider them like young up and commerce anymore. These guys are mature now, but he's still young enough that I want to see improvement from Guerrero. I think he'd be in the MVP <laughs> race. Uh, he has a chance to be there every year. So um, 300. And 50 home runs definitely puts him there. Um, and I think that uh, I think that's there's a good chance that happens. Um, defense won't lack Gold Glover. Who would have thought Guerrero coming up would be a Gold Glover one day? He's just one of the best in baseball. Um, fantastic to watch. Um, so good. Very just amazes people every night. Second base. Second base is is different because. Um, We've got kind of a few guys playing that position. Is it Merrifield's position? Is it Biggio's position? Is it Espinal's position? Who really knows? I'll give it to Espinal for now. Espinal, I'm looking at two. What, what do you think, DK? Two, two seventy, fifteen home runs. And that's, no. You think he can do better than that, or, or you don't I think, think he's, he's gonna? There? I think he's gonna be exceptionally worse than that. I, I think. Uh, I'm saying to exceed expectations. I think under that is where he'll be. Um, yeah. Like last year, for example, let's see last year's stats. Seven home runs. Okay. Um, and the batting average was 267. So yeah, I think that's fair. Um, 270 is an improvement as far as the batting average goes. Um, I think 15 home runs shows uh, an improvement in in his power, um, which I know that's like a, a thing um he's been working on so um or trying to improve so that exceeds my expectations and and i think that's uh fair that's that's good signs from espinal if he can do it i just don't think he gets as many reps as he did last year so that's where i'm like uh i'm less confident in those numbers but what do you think oh for second base i i would love so he got 449 at bats last season i would love it if he uh didn't if he got maybe even just like 300, 149 less at-bats for Espinal, I think that makes you a better team all around. Um, I love Merrifield playing at second base. I think he brings more elements to the team than uh, um, Espinal does. And if a righty's on the mound and you want to toss Biggio out there because he's hitting righties uh, well, then, then toss Biggio. But I do think Espinal is going to be the odd man out in that infield. And second base is a position that I'm looking for a lot of power. I like Merrifield's speed that he brings to the game when he's in there at second base. And that's... I just think Espinal is going to be the odd man out. Personally, interesting, interesting. That's fair. Um, Biggio had a home run um, on Thursday, um, the day we're recording this. So today, um, such a good start to the season for Biggio. I don't know whose position that's really going to be. Um, I don't mind it. I really don't mind any of those guys there. Um, Biggio concerns me a little bit because we haven't really seen like. Uh, that we haven't really seen that hitting been displayed uh, across like a full season to uh, to like a even like an average uh, an MLB a league average 
degree. So um, I wish, I don't know, I wish for more from Biggio, but if it ends up, but I, I don't think that, I don't think, I don't think that there's no room for improvement there. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Biggio, if he gives me, I don't know, it's hard to say because I really don't know how many reps he's going to get. So I'll just move on. But um, third base, Matt Chapman, I, uh, after his start to the season, I'm expecting big things now. And my numbers have changed because when when we were going through spring, obviously he was changing like the he was changing his his batting he was changing his hitting a little bit he was like incorporating a little bit of a toe tap I think was the was going on and uh, a lot of people were concerned like why is Matt Chapman changing things right now in spring he's got a month at the start of the season why is he trying to adjust things I don't know but he comes in shuts everyone up right away at the first first few games of the season i think he's batting over 500 um yep. in the first first two after the first two series here so um yeah chapman doesn't historically get this high as far as batting average goes but i kind of i kind of want a 270 from him as well i mean he's an aggressive hitter he um strikes out a lot But the way he started, man, to exceed my expectations now, um, obviously he's not going to be doing this all year, but uh, two, 270, 25 home runs. Actually, you know what? I'm going to raise it further. I mean, I don't think he's hit a home run this year, has he? But uh, he's been hitting very well. But uh, I'm going to say I'll drop the average and increase the home runs. I'm going to say 265 and 30 home runs. And I... and an, Combined with his defense, I think that's a very, very productive uh, season uh, for Matt Chapman. I think the best stat as far as hitting goes is to compare these guys from WRC Plus, which is really the stat that like shows you how much like 100 would be a league average hitter, I think, and then everything above that is above average, and it, so it's good at it's good at uh, displaying like how far above the league average a guy is. But I'm not really uh, up to date with all those guys all these guys numbers, but I think, uh, Matt Chapman has a chance to have a very big season. It's a contract year for him going into this season. You know, he had a like down year, um, last year. I think most people would agree even on defense as well. Um, people thought he was almost like a sure, a surefire pick for the American league gold glove at third base there. And he just wasn't, just wasn't last year. Um, I think he already has an error that, uh, cost us three runs in the one game. And I think his second game of the year this year, but I think he can, I think he can, obviously, he's one of the best defenders in the league. Um, I think that he has an opportunity to be a big money player in free agency this season or after the season's up because, like I said, he is in a contract year. I think um, Machado is also a free agent. Um, I think if Machado and Machado gets extended by the Padres, Matt Chapman, a lot of guys need third baseman, right? Matt Chapman's the only guy he get paid, especially if he has a great season. Matt Chapman can get paid a shit ton of money. Um, it, 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 I think it, it might be an unfortunate situation. I don't think it's likely that he ends up back on the Blue Jays. So I hope that this year he has just an absolutely fantastic season. I'm looking for 265, 30 home runs from Matt Chapman. And that, that will be a good send off for the guy. And that gives us good um, production in his final year as a blue Jay um, shortstop. Bichette. I want, I want, 
I want 300 from him. I think he has Matt or Bichette's a good enough hitter. Um, he's a good enough hitter to win a batting title one day and be competing for it every year. Um, I think he he should be a 300 hitter. He gets in ruts a lot. Um, I think 300 hitter, and I'm pleased. I think anything under that, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed, honestly. Um, I'm, unless he's just hitting a shit ton of bombs. Um, but if he hits 300, 25 bombs, um, I'm pleased. If he hits 310, 30 plus bombs, I am. He already has one on the year. Um, I think that exceeds my expectations. Um, I think, yeah, I think he has a chance to be one of the best offensive players, um, in the league. Um, I think he already is one of the better ones, but I think one of the best, he's got a chance to do it. He is a really talented hitter. He just gets aggressive and he gets in ruts. He's a streaky hitter. He gets, he's, he reminds me of the Kikuchi, obviously a far better player in his own right. Um, in the last, obviously as time shown throughout their careers. But, um, I think he kind of reminds me of the Kikuchi of of uh of position players for our team because he's a streaky guy you know what i'm saying he was having a down season he was around like 260 something i think for most of the season he was looking frustrated he couldn't get anything going it was getting to his head just like it does with kikuchi on the other end of the ball but then all of a sudden september rolled around he was the best player in baseball so um and then he i think do you have the stats up? Where did, do you know where he finished last year in terms of batting average, DK? I last year he was uh was it 295? He's a career 297 hitter. So I want to say and it's showing me 0.29. I 333 OBP last year. I think he finished around 280 or 290 with 24 homers, 93 RBIs. Right. And so 13 steals. Right. So yeah, last year he finished okay, 290 was the mark. I think if he I I I want to exceed my expectations, I want 310 um and 350 OBP from him, 30 home runs. I think and I think he can do it. I think he's a good enough player to do it because that 290 was a turnaround from like 260 in a month's time. That was a month's work for Bo Bichette. Uh he can get hot like that and he's a dangerous player when he's on. So I think if he could carry that out spread that out through an entire season. Um, I think he's one of the best hitters in baseball in that regard. Dalton Varsho in left field. I'm, I've been very like happily pleased. I think I, I know DK, you have really high expectations for Dalton Varsho and you explained why in a previous prod, but I guess I'll get you to do that again, but um, move into a ballpark like Toronto. Um, we already seen, seen his prowess in, in the field, I think he had no fielder's assist yesterday at home. Was that him in left field? And then he also had a beautiful catch in center field um, the day before. And um, hit a bomb. Yep. So reminds me of Chapman a little bit. He's in around that. He can he can hit thirty. Um, I think you have higher expectations for him, but I know he can hit thirty bombs. He's he's around that uh, type of guy as far as power goes. Um, and similar to Chapman, he doesn't hit for like a great average. Um, but I think 265, 30 home runs. And I think that'll be an improvement on his previous average numbers. I'm pretty sure 265. Um, yeah, so 265, 30 home runs. And I think that's a great addition 
um, to replace Teoscar Hernandez. Um, and that's obviously a lefty bat in the lineup. Um, yeah, that's what that kind of, ex- maybe that to exceed my expectations, because I know he's a great player. Maybe I'll say 270, um, 30 home runs. Uh, DK, actually, I'll ask you at the end. Kiermaier, I don't really have next. He's kind of there to play defense. He's like a better Bradley Zimmer. Uh, I don't even really know the numbers I'm going to give Kiermaier, so I'll just skip Kiermaier. But um, you'll know. You'll know. There's not really a threshold he has to meet because he's not that type of player. But um, you'll know if he's been having a good season on offense or not. Um, so. I'm not gonna name that fucking. I'm not gonna set that line. I'll just let uh, I'll just let the season play out for Kevin Kiermaier. But we know he, um, he'll be a good um, piece in center field as far as defense. He'll add speed on the base pass. We saw today he's turned a single into a double. Um, so he's that's kind of what he's there for: his speed, his defense, and then hopefully he can provide you maybe. I don't know his past numbers but if he's a league average hitter i'm uh that exceeds my expectations right field george springer i want 280 35 if he stays healthy i think he has a better chance to stay healthy throughout an entire season in uh right field rather than center um we saw him get injured a bunch in uh out in center field last year so uh 280 35 home runs um that exceeds my expectations, I think. What do you think, DK? That's that's kind of that's at least the starting lineup. So, uh, oh, Brandon Belt. Um, I'm not an expert on Brandon Belt, and I haven't seen him uh, play uh, too much. Um, obviously, he's been around. I've seen him play, but I haven't seen. I haven't been really like paying attention to him over the years. So, I don't really have a, a, a um, kind of like a gauge on him as enough to like, give him. A threshold, but I think twenty-five bombs, and I'm happy oh. from Brandon Belt if he's if he's playing. I know he has that. I know he has that type of power. That's kind of what he's there to be. I thought I thought he was going to be the cleanup hitter going into the season when he's in the lineup, um, but they had him in the six in the six spot to start the season. Um, but I think twenty-five expect twenty-five uh, bombs um, exceeds my expectations. Um, yeah, that's the guys. Uh, DK, what do you think of Belt since I just mentioned him? And then and then I want you to speak on Varsho as well and then just kind of go around the horn after that. Well, so, okay, so just to, just to keep it moving, I'll talk about it. Just a couple guys that maybe I just have, like, other points uh, for. I'll start with Brandon Belt. Uh, yeah, 25 bombs, that can exceed my expectations, of course, but he's not even going to get enough at-bats, I don't think, to get 25 bombs. Uh, he's not going to take too many days away from Vladdy at first. And on top of it, if Kirk's not catching, I think he's playing DH over Brandon Belt. So I, I don't think Belt's going to get enough at-bats for 25 homers. I think if he's just a solid left-handed bat in that lineup at six, maybe even seven, um, he's got no business hitting up at the top of the lineup. If you look at his stats last year, I think he was like 140-something uh, batting average. Like He does have the power, don't get me wrong, but he's just a good left-handed bat. Um, rolling it over to Matt Chapman. Um Matt Chapman, as much as I love what he's doing right now, a little bit of a hot streak. It's it's twenty three at bats, so it's tough, right? Like I love the fact that he he hasn't hit a homer, but he's hit five doubles. He's hit five doubles. He's got the five twenty two average. His career average is two forty three. I think so. I'm looking at it right now. Last year he hit twenty seven dingers, 
76 RBIs with a 229 average. I think the one thing with Matt Chapman this year, if he's going to hit in that 4-5 hole, I think that 70, what did I just say, 79, uh, s- sorry, 76 RBIs needs to be up in the 90s. If he's going to hit in that 4-5 hole, Springer's going to get on a lot, Bichette's going to get on a lot, Vladdy's going to get on a lot. Matt Chapman cannot hit 229 if he's going to hit in the 4 or 5 spot. So I think his 100%. RBIs are probably his biggest like thing that he's going to have to fuck. If you're not hitting for fucking 260, 270, in that fucking four or five hole, you better have 90 fucking five RBIs because this is a team where you could do it. Dalton Varsho. I think Dalton Varsho, um, I've said this a million times, he had 27 dingers last year in Arizona, and Arizona's a pitcher's ballpark, and he was the only fucking good hitter in the whole lineup. He had no other people. Pitchers would just pitch around Dalton Varsho and fucking just pitch to everyone else because he was the only one that could do damage. On top of that, he had 16 stolen bases. Um, I love... Dalton Varsho, I think in the field, he's going to be one of our best defensive outfielders. I think at the plate, he's going to be one of our best hitters. And I don't think it's a stupid fucking bet to throw some pizza money, as Ty and I say, on Dalton Varsho possibly getting into an AL MVP talk. I think he's that fucking talented. I think he could put up 35 dingers. I think he could have fucking 90 RBIs. And I think he could hit 280 and steal fucking 20 bases. I do think he's going to be that guy. Dalton Varsho, in my opinion, is him. Um, the only other player I'll touch on, I agree with what you said about Bo Bichette. I want to see him over 300. The only other thing I need to see from Bo Bichette this year is, are you a shortstop or are you not? Because if you keep playing and you keep fucking throwing errors and throwing balls away and fucking looking the way you do on defense, we need you as a second baseman and we need to acquire a shortstop because he's just, if you can't do it, you can't fucking do it. And Bo Bichette would be the highest paid second baseman probably in the fucking league. If, if he moves there. Um, but other than that, no, I agree with what you say. I think Springer's got to be a 300 guy. I think Vladdy's going to be in that MVP talk. I think I think one through six. So if you're talking Springer, Bichette, Vladdy, Varsho, Chapman, Kirk, Belt, like all of a sudden you start talking, that might be one of the deeper lineups in the league. And I, lo- and I oh, love the way our said. lineup looks. And other than that, I agree with mostly what you said about the Blue Jays. Um, but... We were going to do some fucking MV or awards talk, but let's get Ty back in this pod. I feel like he's been sitting there for about 40 minutes without, uh, without being able <laughs> to know, You know how many beers I drank since I last spoke? Bring us over to How many? How many? <laughs> Wait, well, I just uh, want to say, I just want to say, because I said I'll mention it later, the, my pick for the AL Cy Young is Gossman, by the way. That's why yeah. I said I'll bring up Gossman later. I think he, he was a long shot, like plus 2,100, and I think that was absolutely criminal to have him that long. Um... Let me actually see what the exact fucking uh, number was. But, if I, dude, if I, I'm it's plus 2,000. I had him at plus 2,000. Picking a guy, I'm liking, I'm liking Dylan Cease all day. I think he really came into his own last year. He was fucking, he's unbelievable. Sandy Alcantara, another great pick if you're going fucking a couple boys. But Kevin Gosman's right up there. Alcantara, Alcantara had a Alcantara, couple great fault. starts, I think. My fault. Yeah, yeah. Alcantara yeah, was great start. last year. Yep. Starting, well, good we're start talking this awards year. a little bit here. Do you yep. guys think that uh, Aaron Judge gets the the home run one uh, again this year? Like, is yeah, he, is he gonna he, get the most? I don't think he hits fucking sixty two or whatever again. But I think, I might have seen I, a promo on DraftKings that was like you know fucking max boost on this or you know a fat boost on Aaron Judge to lead homers, and I might have fucking put a max bet on that. Maybe in the league maybe, or, or in the yeah, American in the, League. I think in the league. I don't know. Yeah, that's to tough because there's a lot of guys out west. Like Pete Alonso is a guy. There was also a bet bombs. plus 100, a boost to bet. It was like plus 100 or something for him to get over 40. I think it was. 
you got like over, 60 or something last judge over 40 i think that cash i think that that's a lock if he stays yeah healthy. and it was like it was a promo plus 100 or something like that on DraftKings. They always that's got an absolute promos. steal if he's if he's healthy the promos are the promos are fucking uh that was just like feast your gambling addiction though because you see those promos it's like oh, i wouldn't I make know, that bad but there's too, a promo but... i'm gonna get a boosted plus uh, or 30 percent boost i'm i'm hitting that you know and then fucking next thing you know you're down money because you fucking places like the other night actually this one hit it was lebron james to get like 30 plus points just uh, a couple nights ago and i don't fucking watch basketball but i was like oh there's a fucking <laughs> promo on that i throw in money on that and it, it cashed those <laughs> fucking first quarter he only had like two points and he ended up getting uh, 30 plus so that was good but right uh, we were talking uh, uh awards for mlb and uh i was thinking you know maybe we move on to talking about nhl awards here and uh stewie J, I was thinking you could kind of list them off and then uh, we make our predictions. I don't know if there's any order you want to do for that or whatever, but uh, I know that's just something you wanted to bring up. And I was thinking, too, on our next episode, we'll probably bring up NHL playoff predictions. We probably won't get into that too much today because I think some of the matchups, they're not really locked in yet. But once those are all locked in, uh, you know, maybe next week or the the week after that, whenever we do our next pod, that'll be one of the main topics for sure. But uh Something we can make predictions on right now is NHL awards. So Stu, if you want to uh, pull those up and launch them at us, we'll make some make some predictions here. Um, well, I think McDavid fucking might fucking take home every single award that night. Um, yeah, I think he <laughs> most likely. Yeah, for, Ty, for you said I said uh, that earlier. Ty, you said McDavid for Vesna as a joke, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, honestly, buddy, he's probably the best goalie on Edmonton. He probably yeah, he probably <laughs> he's is, probably doing know, the most." He's probably doing more for winning games for Edmonton. That was a good one. I like that one. That was good. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could probably be in there strap on the pads and McDavid still carry you to fucking, like, 40 wins. (laughs) That's a team that, like I said, we're not going to make any playoff predictions right now. That's a team right now that in the Western uh, Conference, I think them and L.A., that's like a couple of sleeper picks right there for you. I don't know if those are sleepers, actually. L.A. finished near the top, didn't they? Like, top three. But uh, I could see L.A. and Edmonton going deep. LA, yeah. I can see Edmonton going deep. LA is a deep 60 goal season. This guy's like in playoff mode. Like, yeah, I could see some nastiness happening from McDavid. I was, I was all on the McDavid train last year in the West, too. And it always came down, though, to the goaltending. That's their issue, eh? They fucking yeah. had Mike Smith last year and they got fucking Jack Campbell and uh, some other guy with a nice mustache there Stewie in that, skins. too. Skin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, but what are the other awards there? We got Vesna. Let's go. Why don't you start with Vesna? How about that? The Vez, the Vesna um, is one. I think it it's lock? kind of a lock. Yeah, it's kind of all mark, right? It's gotta uh, be but, a lock. I mean, the but the one, fucking... the ones that are still debatable, I'd say, are the Calder kinda and uh, the Norris. Um, oh, the Norris is kind of a lock because of. Who do you think? Carlson? Carlson? You're gonna say Carlson? No, he's shot. on the worst team in the league. Well, well, he's, he's not got my the most pick. He's not my pick. What would you put? Yeah, you got Dolly. No, what would you put the odds on for Eric Carlson to win the Norris Trophy if you had to guess the odds right now? Sports books like, are giving out minus fucking. Sports books are gonna be wrong. I promise minus you. Minus seven hundred. No, it's not minus seven hundred. It's minus four twenty-five on DraftKings. Olmark's minus three thousand on DraftKings. Jeez. Yeah, um, yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. The Vesna's a lock. I don't think the Norris is a well, lock. Well, what no. a team, man. Uh, fucking Boston Bruins have like a better, like I think they were the in France or in NHL history, the quickest to get 50 wins or something like that. Like that's better than 60. Gretzky's Oilers, the fucking Maurice Richard's Canadians. Like this is in 
2023 and they have this kind of record it's insane so obviously their goal is going to win the Vezna it's a no-brainer like it's that's a lock and then Norris Carlson's playing on the shittiest team in the fucking league and he's got uh you know a career year yeah he's already but won a couple no he's got he's won two Norris's before I'm pretty sure two Norris's before they, in Ottawa they might give it to him dude he's but had a I better did. year than he did he's gonna win it for sure but the Sharks are just about the worst team in the league man I think I honestly think it might be Dougie Hamilton I wouldn't be surprised if it's no, Dougie Hamilton. Not over Carlson. New Jersey, okay, dude. Nobody had New Jersey. Dude, New Jersey is an absolute. I haven't even heard one person year. mention Dougie Hamilton's name this year gonna, until you just did right now, buddy. He's he'll the be a finalist. Favorite at plus nine hundred, but Dougie yeah, Hamilton be, but isn't the fucking reason why New Jersey's good at all. Um, no. you think if Dougie Hamilton's there, they're not a fucking wild card second? What would Dougie Hamilton team? do on San Jose though? He'd be dude, a fucking Dougie Hamilton. If you have not been, if you've been sleeping on Dougie Hamilton for this long, you have to understand that Dougie Hamilton is always Eric Dougie Hamilton is one of the best defensemen in this league all around, a hundred percent. Carlson's he's having a, top, a way better brought, year on I a way a, shittier team. No, he hasn't. He's had a way better offensive year. He hasn't done shit. still a fucking Well, that's line. what they go down to because we're going to talk about Calder next. No, and it's gonna, no, no, yeah, we're going to talk about Calder next. It's going to come down to points. And it shouldn't go to the guy with the push. You go to the best of fucking best rookie. That's Jake Sanderson, in my opinion. Oh, see, that's this fucking guy, worse. That's this fucking guy, worse than saying no, fucking This guy went from not playing an Morris. NHL game to being the best defenseman on, a, on his team. The number one defenseman. He's playing fucking oh, more minutes than Shabbat. He's not the best defenseman. He is. He's their fucking top Chick defense. Win, baby, best defenseman on the team. Shabbat. Shabbat is the best defenseman no. on that I'm team. I'm telling you, Jake Sanderson is better than both of them. Jake no, Sanderson, he's not. Will, yeah, he is. He Maybe will one be day. Too. Oh, for Maybe sure. Maybe one day. For sure. That's it. That's uh. I mean, that's Bernier, you're whatever, Bernier say, or whatever the fuck. He, he's he's pretty much locked in Calder What's too. What's the but odds, I mean, yo, DK? Pull that up for me. What's the odds <laughs> for, uh, on Sanderson to win the fucking Calder? Seventy-five hundred. Yeah, fuck off. You're telling me you think that's more likely than fucking or that's what it what the fuck is you think, uh, you think Sanderson is more like deserved seven hundred or something. Yeah, you said or plus nine hundred. Yeah, Sanderson so or 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 uh Hamilton has like eighty almost eighty points or like seventy five points and uh he's like it a plus fucking twenty that's something. My point is that and it New all Jersey comes down to the point. New Jersey nobody thought New Jersey was gonna be a wagon this year and they're a fucking wagon. They finished ahead of the Rangers, my friend. Dude. Dougie Hamilton might win the Norris, and if he does, I'm gonna no. fucking, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna send you my big. Yeah, old you know what? I'm gonna send you those when Seattle clinches the their playoff spot because you're gonna send me twenty bucks when they do that. That's something we fucking shook on. Yeah, man. that's fair, and I, and I will honor that. And that's and buddy, that dude, that all just because you said that kind of confirms that Beniers is gonna win the Calder Trophy. Unfortunately, he should. Unfortunately for Sanders, and he, he should. He, well, I mean, he's minus six. Fucking thousand or something. Is there my six hundred or something? Minus six fifty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, like it's that, too yeah. late in the it's it's late in the seasons, or everything's kind of like a almost a given now. But I don't think that I think the Norris is the most up for grabs trophy. Obviously, McDavid's winning just about everything else, and nah, then obviously like the sportsman like nah. awards and the character Dude, awards. Nobody yeah, can really not. predict those. <laughs> but uh, Edmonton's but, uh, best goalie award. <laughs> Nashville's yeah. gonna fucking put a banner in the arena, buddy. Me. There's a better chance of McDavid winning the fucking Vesna than Sanderson even being a fucking Calder nominee, buddy. No, he should I'm, be a I'm Calder talking, nominee. I'm, I, I agree with what Ty's sure. saying. The fact that no, he's it's plus seventy five hundred and Shane Pinto's also plus seventy five hundred is a joke. I think yeah. Sanderson should be Shane Pinto is, way... is Shane Pinto has more goals than any other rookie, doesn't he? Other than maybe Beniers. 
So to me, it if you comes just look at the impact I, a rookie's made on the team, okay. Jake Sanderson is a this, fucking massive. The Nears made the playoffs. Ivy. Nobody thought Seattle was going to make the playoffs, but Nears is going to win the call. I did. Nobody thought. People thought <laughs> yeah, yeah, New Jersey. I fucking bet you twenty bucks they make the playoffs, <laughs> baby. Let's go. You did. Yeah, and people, but but on the other, I should have put a hundred on that. On the other hand, fucking people thought. People thought fucking Ottawa was going to make the playoffs, and that was with Sanderson. That was not because of Sanderson. But if you're saying Sanderson had a better season, don't you think they should have been there? No, dude. Sanderson had a great season. I think he's going to be a fantastic player, but he's not. I don't think he deserves the Calder, and I think it's outrageous to say that Sanderson I think, okay, deserves a well, Calder more would, than Hamilton I think deserves Sanderson, a Norris. One day he'll be competing for that Norris for sure. I think he'll be in the talks for Norris. Yeah, Guaranteed. that's fair. No, that's fair. He that's might win it. Man. I think he might win it. Yeah, that's Honestly, fair. Because I, 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 I see I his ceiling being higher than Shabbat's, and I've watched Shabbat his entire career and fucking love the guy. But I think Jake Sanderson's ceiling is even higher than that. And we got, um, I'm stoked for some of these other young guys coming in too. I'll, I'll start going off about Ottawa. I hate that they didn't make the playoffs, but uh, if you get sum up the sense season in two words, it's growing pains. You know, it's fucking we had a lot of growing Again? pains this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Buddy, we were, what, a couple of points out. It's like four games left in the season, and we're still at, before tonight, we still had, like, a, a very slim chance of making it in. But, I mean, if you if you get rid of DJ, get rid of Zaitsev, like I was saying fucking months and months ago, November wouldn't Ty, have been you as should much be the of a mess GM as it was. There, we would have had a few, few more fucking wins in November. It would have been a huge fucking difference right now. You but, should be uh, the GM over there. Wow. You think you could have pulled off that fleece for chicken? For that. <laughs> I don't have the credentials <laughs> for that. <laughs> Yo, if you think you were the G, if you were the GM, right, and you needed a D man, you know you needed a D man, but you knew, you knew you could have gotten, you knew you could have gotten Chikrin and maybe probably been a playoff team. You probably could have been a wild card team if everything worked out well. But it, you, if you got Chikrin in the off season, would you have made that move? Traded Ridley, Greg, or Shane, or a Shane Pinto, or something? Um, for for a wild card spot, or or just suffer through this another no, fucking missed playoffs and stop. got chicken just at the deadline. Just suck See, it up. I was even was... saying a few pods ago, like you could have been a playoff team. You're supposed to be a playoff team before you even got chicken. I was like, we'll, we'll wait it out, you know. But we got even chicken now. So okay, but if you're also, by the way, it's back on the Sanderson thing. I don't mean a dog on Sanderson, but I think it's pretty. I think that's pretty. I think it's pretty outrageous, and you deserve to be dogged a little bit. No, you don't um, watch enough Jake Sanderson hockey, I guess. I know he's sick. I know he's sick, but dude, like Beneers fucking, they're a playoff team, bro. It's there's a difference, right? So this is the thing, right? Okay, well, um, you, fucking you guys knew you needed the to, worst team in the league and he's going to win an award too, you, so I don't give a fuck where the team is. I care about the player's individual you shouldn't, impact. You, should, you shouldn't win an award, but you, okay, you think if if yeah, the, well, that's the consensus too, so was... I'm fucking having an outrageous take. Listen to yourself. The consensus was that... Uh, Everyone knew the Senators were missing a piece on D, all right? Nobody really expected Jake Sanderson to come in. And you think he, you think he exceeded your expectations, Ty? Oh, 100%. Then yeah. why wasn't well, he the guy? Why wasn't he that defenseman you needed then if you're thinking he's so fucking good and he's the number one defenseman? They just gained a number one defenseman. they more than one piece. They needed more than one piece back there. All they had before the season really started well, was not what what unproven, unproven Sanderson. And Zub. It's Zub. Zub's it's we, solid. Yeah, but Zub's like a five situation six. now by Zub Chikrin because like Sanderson, if you held the course, didn't even add Chikrin. I think uh, over time you still could have fucking filled the void there. But Chikrin's just like it makes it even that much better. It makes it makes it this team. All they're missing now is a goalie. 
And all we're missing now is a goalie and a fucking. Yeah, know, but I'm just I don't understand. If, the, if you're saying he's your new number, one, if he stepped in and he's your number one guy, you were that wasn't expected out of Sanderson. All you needed was the defense before the season. If he if he all of a sudden is good he was enough top to be four. a number, we didn't know how where he'd end up. But like, well, you knew he'd play in the top four. One. You didn't know if he's going to be one of your best four defensemen, or actually That's probably did because he had fucking Zaitsev. Had this guy in the Calder conversation because he's fucking went from being. Not playing an NHL game, to but be that's in your the, opinion because you're a Sens fan, and that's your guy. I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's the best defenseman right now on on Ottawa. I don't think that's true. Yes, I do for sure. I then you sure. would have been a playoff team if he was that guy from the start. Like, no, we had fucking Zaitsev for half, for like fucking seventy percent. The, the Leafs season, made the playoffs with Zaitsev, and also before the, uh, the one thing I Zaitsev will say scored a tied, playoff goal for the Leafs one time, I, dude. I still I remember that. The, Congratulations, you had a first a round exit. Fuck. Well, yeah, but just like you said, where you said uh, if we had more wins in November, things would be different. If we had fucking more wins in April the last few years, things would also be different. We wouldn't have lost in the first round, right? My thing with uh, with before the season started, as a Sens fan, with the them getting Cam Talbot, with them going out and getting to Brinkett and signing Drew and all the fucking shit coming into the season, there's no way that you would have thought that this year was going to be another growing pains year for the Sens. And I hated it because it was like halfway through the season and you knew the Sens weren't going to be in the playoffs because of those. They made a great late yeah. season push, but it, it was weird because it's like, I don't get what's wrong with that team and I don't watch them enough, but it's like they are probably still, you know, a goalie and another defenseman and maybe a player because Drew's going to be fucking not the same in a year or two. Like it's there. It's a tough situation and I don't get it. Like what's going on in Ottawa? Because they have a lot of talent and they have a lot of young talent. I'm not worried at all about the future, away. man. I'm just like, Wish we made it in this year, but I think even at the start of the year, we were saying, you know, they'll probably be in that uh, wild card conversation. And going into the season, if you talk to the players like uh, Kachuk and these guys, even Dorian or, you know, GM Dorian and DJ and all them, it was like, we want our goal is to play meaningful games at the end of the season this year. Cause the last five years, we're at the fucking end of the end of the season and the games don't mean shit for a fucking month because we blew it all in the first half of the season. But at least now this year, we're fucking. Playing for that last wild card spot in the last couple of months here, and it's just we're getting closer and closer every year now. Uh, you know, next year I think we make that wild card. We might make it even above the wild card with that momentum. And then it's uh, it's right now. I think it's the goalie situation. It's our worst worst issue for the Sats. Well, and you also have fucking Austin Watson fucking dressing every night. Like that's not that'll that won't help you. Fucking plug. Well, that's DJ Smith because he dresses him over uh, the guy they got, Julian Goche from fucking Rangers. He's yeah, a fucking see. stud up there. Every game I've seen Julian Goche play, he's fast as fuck. He's a unit. He's a great player. And he, he benches oh, that guy. He benches Castle. Like, and he plays Watson. This is DJ Smith, dude. I've been fucking telling to fire this guy for a fucking whole fucking 365 days, for God's sake. Fuck. The new owner is going to definitely fire him. I have a, I have a question <laughs> to tie. We we had this debate on a pod that I listened to recently, and it was one of these things where I said, the Nick Paul trade is fucking horrible for the Sens. And you were like, oh, <laughs> Matthew Joseph's sick, dude. And now I was looking up the stats. So I was like, he was Maybe sick, I'm, man. I'm like, or to okay, have in like his third game as an Ottawa Senator or something. I know, this but year, Nick he's Paul fucking. Nick Paul's. Oh, yeah. He was sick in the playoffs. He fucking Leafs killer, right? Nick Paul does it all. Fucking Leafs fucking kryptonite. Nick Paul right? does it the, fucking all. Wait till baby. a couple of weeks and now we'll fucking see it all over again. <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying is like, was Can't Joseph wait. anything this year? No, he's a piece of shit. Like, he was getting benched and shit. Like, fucking. Okay, so I was, I was right I on the Nick Paul. That's a tough <laughs> trade because Nick Paul's fucking good. He would be good on the sense, too. 
still. I just had to yeah. think about that because no, I, I heard it saying it in the pod. Like, Joseph, that's it. That's Dorian makes these fucking incredible trades. Like he's fucking pulls one out of his ass. He trades for Chikrin for picks and he trades for Dabringa for picks. But then he gives away Zabanajad and something for uh for Gustafsson, and then he trades Gustafsson for Talbot, like just fucking blows a trade, like like just fucking shits the bed. And then uh the, the Joseph Paul trade too. But the thing with Paul was he wanted more money than we offered him. We offered him a bunch of money and uh he didn't want he wanted more money, so he left. So whatever, we fucking got something out of him with Joseph. But uh, bring Joseph in, we sign him to a fucking like three year, three million or whatever the fuck. And it's like, he's not worth that, man. He's fucking might be more than that. I'm not sure what he makes, but it's uh, what do you get this year? Like two goals, not even like an empty netter goal. Like he's fucking, <laughs> he's dog shit. This year. He was shit. Right, was on. Trash. right on. I have a hot and take. It, I'd still play him over Austin Watson though, but DJ Smith fucking loves yeah, this guy. Like, dude, my hot take is the Sens won't. With Austin Watson on the scene, the Sens fucking holy fuck, I can't even speak. The Sens won't make the playoffs until Austin Watson is gone. Fuck well, that he, guy, he'll dude. be gone as soon as DJ's gone, guaranteed. That as soon as guy DJ's is a gone, fucking plug. So, he sucks at hockey and he's in his own fucking head. He's an absolute snap case, dude. <laughs> Probably a cancer <laughs> no. in the dressing room. I don't care what the fuck soft ass like, videos. Boys love him in the dressing room. Because yeah, I'm he's sure actually, they do. You're pretty a- sure you see the fucking sends posting some shit on Instagram. Oh, Austin Watson, look at him. They probably did a couple of fucking videos and features on the guy about him going to rehab oh austin watson fucking sob story i was a drug addict poor me i beat my wife poor me he's still a fucking plug and they won't make the fucking playoffs until he's dude i've been saying all year yeah he's dog shit he's a fucking horrible human and i'll post this clip on instagram if i have dj smith fucking dj smith will fucking put him on the first line on the fucking power play dude this guy's fucking (laughs) dj smith is incoherent fucking idiot man so there you go go. i love the guy as like a character that whole gang has to leave dude you need a fucking my tab was in that gang too and he's gone like they're working their way there dj smith and all his pals and uh exactly austin watson probably is like a gooning for dj smith when all the people are riding trying to fire this guy austin was one of dj's guys too hanging off his wrench punching dj's quoted sake Oh my god, DJ's quoted as saying how Zaitsev's like an elite defenseman and how he's underrated and all this shit on like TSN 1200. The yeah, that's tough. Through. That's tough. Oh, fuck. I have testimonials. Testimonials. DJ was a good when he played from- NHL. He was like an Austin Watson type. That's why he's such a fucking like he why he likes these guys. That's like, why he's such a fucking bonehead because he's fucking got the CTA <laughs> up there and. He- Exactly. Exactly. He's he probably goes and plays buckets and gloves or something with Watson in the fucking dressing. Yeah, room. him and Watson are locker boxing after the game. Fucking out yeah. hand all the time. After exactly. fucking, they take an alley, he's fucking out. Fucking well, doing that shit. Austin, if you let me kick your ass, you can be in the you can be in the lineup for this one. Austin Watson <laughs> takes eighty two yeah. beatings. That's why he's always fired up hitting dudes from behind and shit. Dude, you hit did you see that fucking hit the one game against the Rangers? After the trade deadline, oh, his, hit teammate, t- his old teammate, Tyler yeah. Mott, literally like a week after he traded, smoked him from behind and then was fired up. I was like, dude, get out of the game, bro. You got to go fucking take a chill pill. And then I think that's yeah. the game where like they show they Ottawa posted a clip of him like celebrating with the boys in the dressing room because he was all undressed while everybody else was still in their fucking uh, everyone else was just coming off the ice. So I think that was the game. And I was like, buddy, you guys are posting Austin Watson fucking locker wow. room legend. After he just fucking dummied a dude, his former teammate from behind, and got a game misconduct. You guys are. Wait, I don't even remember that, but I remember you that hit. I don't remember like a video where they 
fucking whatever. yeah anyways fucking plug that guy needs to go uh ottawa well, he's supposed fucking... to be a fighter right like that's why dj puts him out he does he loses every fight like, Lo- I, dude I honestly I lo- i'm all for fighting but like lost it wasted lineup spot i agree i mean think about benching julian goche over austin watts that's a dj See, Smith bet- decision the best Julian thing Goche, you can have. He plays, he's, he's fucking solid. He's like a great fourth line player. To I have know. He's, like he's a good prospect. They're fucking fast as shit. He's young. Yeah. And he playing Austin Watson over him. I don't fucking. I don't know what goes through <laughs> DJ's head, man. He's the like, oh, Austin's can, a good fucking guy. We're going to play. If you want to play an enforcer, the best thing you can have is to trade for fucking Jordan Bennington or something. That guy is fucking. Yeah, there's an enforcer. That guy does for it you, all. That guy does it all. Add some physicality to the game. Add some enforcer. You, you know what I'm saying? Keeps the guys in line and then also stops some shots every once in a while. guy's worse than Watson. You think Watson's a scumbag? That guy's fucking even worse, dude. The guy's even dropped the gloves. He just fucking talks shit. No, like yeah, that guy's, like that guy's a snap case. That guy's a snap case, but he hasn't beat his wife yet, so. Okay, I'll say, well, I'll put him, I'll put him like a couple. I still put Watson Watson down at the bottom of the How about that? Let's talk about some real fights here. Let's fucking move on to some real fighters yeah, here. Yeah, How about the youngest fighter in UFC history? Fighting oh, this that's weekend. how you're. That's how you're preying it up. That's crazy. All right. We're, how about that? I thought, I thought it was like the, I thought it was like major fights on the. They're like the main of main of the two main events are like pretty crazy fights. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> youngest fighter. <laughs> that's a wild. That's a, that's off the board. The up that, are you not stoked for that? Are you not stoked for that? No, I'm stoked. But I'm just saying that that was like a that was like a plus like fifteen hundred queue up right there. Like I would have definitely. I think I think queuing it up with Adesanya Pereira was like minus actually probably more than that it's probably like minus like three thousand <laughs> well we'll but, get to that but i mean fuck we've seen that fight four times out of san versus parade we haven't seen this fucking 18 year old guy fighting the us we'll saw him once and he yeah, kicked he ass right and he's fighting again against another young guy i think the guy's fine's only like 25 or something like that he's gonna be mm-hmm. fighting christian rodriguez that kicks off the main card which is headlined by the fight you're talking about out of san versus parade or Pereira. i don't know i said i've heard both pronunciations pronunciations of the name but uh before i rip off my picks for this card ufc 287 uh what are you guys thinking about that main event there that Stu match in adesanya versus uh versus Pereira? I'm are you thinking that's a revenge match yeah yeah he's an Dude, underdog a, going into it i know and they're gonna keep putting him as, as, as an underdog but if he's beat him three times now like last time my argument was like i know it's a different sport and i know adesanya's been here but like this guy walked through the whole division to get this championship fight in like six fights or whatever right and then uh and then obviously won but at the time i was like he's walked through this whole division uh and he's already beat him twice in kickboxing i understand it's a different sport but that's both of their that's both where they come from yeah. All right. And I know, yeah, people say, but Adesanya was going to win well, the Izzy's like, yeah, record in kickboxing out. is absurd, too. Like, he's like fucking, I want to say he's like 30 and one so or Pereira's, maybe more. Like, like two, they were two of the best. But yeah. And Pereira's like a candid Izzy, his only loss in kickboxing and in the UFC now. And they're going to fight again. Right. So, what I'm saying is this just even more ammo. Belt. If, if you're putting him as the underdog, dude, you, you, you have to. How do you not? Like, I have to bet on him. It's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand Adesanya could fucking turn it around and change the fucking script a little bit. But, dude, if if you're putting him as the underdog, which I knew he would be, if you're putting him as that's, the underdog, dude, I'm, that's where my money's yeah. going. I, you, you, so you, I, you've I, enticed I, me to bet. You've enticed me to bet. I think the same way about that. Like, if you're talking just strictly gambling-wise, you have to take Parada at plus right. money. But if you're talking, like, my hard hearts, like, I just... 
like honestly, I, I have to. You keep you thought that boy. last time though, bro. You probably know thought that last time, dude. I did because I I think everything you said about Pareda going through the division and winning six in a row to get up there, like Adesanya also did that, and he was the champ. He just kept knocking people off, entertaining as fuck. He's crazy. Um, do I think he's gonna win? Probably not. Is my money gonna be on him? No, but my heart's gonna be with Adesanya. I love it when he's the champ. It's way more fucking entertaining. I like Parade both. Of, I'm a fan of both of those guys, to be honest. So that's fair. I think like, fucking Parade is like the hardest hitter, pound for pound, in the UFC. Like, yeah, the guys I think these these big guys is what Adesanya is like a thin frame, right? I think he has trouble with the big oh. guys because he tried to move up in division yeah. the one time, right? And fight like, Jared, fight fucking whatever. The, I think Pereira or Pereira, however you fucking say it. I don't know. Do you speak Portuguese? I think is that a well, Portuguese? Pereira's name? fine. I call him Pereira, but like I just say Pereira. I hear John Anik saying Pereira, and then I hear Joe Rogan calling him Pereira. So I'm like, I don't know who the fuck to call. Well, this it's guy. Pereira. And Either like, way, uh, if you speak uh, English or so, or American or yeah. Canadian, so like an English. Uh, but uh, but if you're a tryhard and you have uh, you have John some Anik culture to uphold, like myself, Pereira. I have to say Pereira. <laughs> Yeah, yo, fucking that guy, man. I, was, I think he's one of the hardest hitters in the UFC, and he's against a guy that, uh, like you said, I think going into the fight, they're wearing the they're way the same weight, but I think come fight day, Pereira or Pereira is a lot heavier when they're in there. And then fucking, you saw last fight where he uh, put him on. What did, what was the quote that Adesanya said? There, put him on skates like uh, Elsa on ice or whatever the fuck it was. That's exactly what he said. That's what he said he was going to do to Pereira, but it ended up happening to him. He got knocked out late in the fifth round, I think it was. And uh, I think it's going to be another close fight like that. Like, it might go the distance. Might be a late stoppage kind of thing. So, uh, I don't really know. But I'm definitely going to money line, underdog, Pereira. And, and you did that last time, Ty, and I was trying to defend you to some of my boys, and they were like, the common argument was because I my argument was like, dude, they fought in kickboxing, right? And then, uh, and obviously, uh, Pereira beat him twice, right? And then, uh, but then the first argument was always, dude, it's a t- totally different sport. I'm like, but it's not at the same time, you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, the, this is both of their specialties, both how they they fight, they're, they're kickboxers, even when they're in the fucking uh, octagon, right? Um, yep. so then. If they accepted that argument, the next argument was, yeah, but did you see that last fight they actually fought in kickboxing? Adesanya was winning that fight. And I was like, yeah, but he, he lost the fight. Like, he got knocked out. They're like, but dude, like, he was yeah. winning the fight. It's different, dude. He was he was going to win that fight. You don't think? I'm like, power but he got knocked out. You power. got knocked out in kickboxing. You can get knocked out. It's the same thing. You can get knocked out in the fucking octagon, dude. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but he was winning the fight. And then I'm like, all right. And then what the fuck happened? Yeah. If it went the fucking distance, yeah. Maybe he was winning the fight. But it didn't again. So DK saying it's hard. DK saying it's hard to bet against Adesanya. And I think it's for like that same reason. Like you're saying, but he was winning the fight if it goes the distance. Dude, you can only tell me that so many times, dude, until it goes the distance and Adesanya takes it home. Um, I'm betting uh Pereira at plus especially at plus money every single day of the week. And yeah. it's, it reminds me of the Usman Edwards thing because Usman Edwards, uh, Usman was beating him when he got like the Usman Edwards the the last time they fought, not not this yeah. this Super this last similar, time, yeah. right? Everyone was had like, Usman. It, and he lost. Everyone had Usman, and then he lost in the fifth round, and then it was like, oh, but he was winning the fight. So then this year is the head, or then the, this past fight um, on the weekend we were in Ottawa. Yeah, there, yeah. everyone was like, oh, but Us, but Usman was winning that fight, so he was the heavy favorite again. 
right? Maybe as he, it was a little bit different, yeah. maybe it should be, but he was the heavy favorite again. But then this time it actually went the distance and Edward still uh, took home the decision. I know Usman has some bad knees and he's probably, he's probably hurting a little bit. So it's a little bit of a different situation, but it's like that same thing. Like even if it goes the distance, I think Pereira still might win. Um, but like, you can't keep telling me that excuse. Like if it fucking, if it, uh, <laughs> it's one of those Adesanya was winning like, that fight. It's like, dude, like, all right, you said he was winning all three fights. I get it, but he lost all these three kind fights. of matchups, man. I almost just like go with the dog because like it's such a close. Like I, I'm leaning towards. I'm surprised they have him as the dog. I'm surprised he's not the favorite in uh, Pereira. But like all, usually in these kind all, of matchups, they all think like that, bro. They all think like I just said, but it always yeah. proves wrong. It did it, but like the these kind of fights where it's like I, they both have a good chance of winning. Like I'm on the fence about it. Usually, I just go with the dog because they fucking better pay out. You know, and like that's a big reason why. I like I'm going with it, like because I I don't doubt that Adesanya could end the fight. He was a far heavier favor or far heavier underdog when the last fight, though, yeah. right? Like people yeah, probably oh, thought you were a fucking idiot for putting placing that bet. Oh yeah, for sure. This time around, then it's like I actually. But I was with you right from the jump, and I'm so glad yeah. it worked, man. Oh, we, I didn't we even got. get to see that fight, too. I was so fucking rattled. We went to like four oh, different bars crazy. trying to watch yeah. that fight, and they were all like, oh, no, we're not playing that. It's like, come on, dude. Put that shit out. Well, this Saturday, you're going to do it. You got to go to the sports bars, not the fucking drinking bars, eh? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Unless it's the fucking drinking sports bars, and there's some of those, too. You can fucking find her. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you want me to move on to my picks here? I got a bunch of picks for this card, too. Actually, you know what I'll do is I'm probably just going to do the main card, and then uh, I'll put all of my other picks on uh, on Saturday on our Instagram. Now, we still got to do all the weigh-ins and all that shit, too, right? So there's subject mm-hmm. to change here. But uh, I'll just list off my picks here for the main card, uh, go one by one here. I like this this 18-year-old kid there, fucking Rosas Jr. I think he's got the better wrestling than his opponent, but that's one that's uh, – it could be close. I mean – He's also 18 years old, you know, fucking when I think of myself, I think he's going to walk the guy. I don't know anything about this Christian dude. Shit, fucking smoking cigarettes up on the hill at lunchtime. That's what I was doing when I was 18. This guy's fighting in the UFC. So like, <laughs> you never know what happened in his life. But uh, after watching him in Dana White's contender series and uh, watching him in the UFC, I think uh, he goes out there and puts on a clinic. Honestly, that's what I'm going for. And then so, uh, I, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, I, I just want to know what the line is on that. I haven't checked yet, but uh, I'm curious. Or not the line, or, or what the odds He's are. He's a favorite, because, but not by a lot. Maybe like really? minus 200, minus 185. The roast, minus the sauce, man. Yep, minus 240. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, who is Christian? I, I feel like this He's is a setup guy. fight for He's sure. He's a pretty young guy. That might be good value, just to straight bet that. You don't hear that often for a minus 240, but I think he washes the dude. Dana White likes no. protecting those, especially a guy like this has all the hype for being the youngest fucking guy. Well, he likes guy protecting the, those undefeated re- those zeros, right? Well, and like a guy this, on the prelims like that. Which, and I've never uh, heard Dana of this White's, Christian Rodriguez guy. I don't know if that makes me a casual, but I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, I know. I think he's only fought in the UFC like maybe once. Like I don't know much about him either, to be honest. He's definitely yeah. not got the hype, but there's a guy there, Joe Pfeiffer, on the early prelims where the, the same situation, though, where you'd think Dana White's... Uh, going to give him the easy route because even when he was on Dana White's contender series, Dana White was saying, be Joe Pfeiffer because he was one of those guys, I think, that first time on uh, Dana White's contender series, he didn't get into the UFC. And he told him, you know, next time around, I want to see it, you know, be more active or whatever he told him to do. And then Joe Pfeiffer went out there and knocked the guy the fuck out in his second time around. 
And after that, Dana White kept saying the quote, be Joe Piper. Be Joe Piper. You kept saying that over and over to everyone else on the fucking Dana White's contender series. And uh, I think he's fought in the UFC once. Or this might be his debut. I think he's fought in the UFC once before. And I think he won. And this will be a second fight in the UFC. Maybe uh, I don't have the stats in front of me to to val- like fucking confirm that. But uh, this guy's got all the hype behind him. And he's fighting against Gerald Mearshart. And Mearshart's one of the most dangerous fucking grapplers in the UFC. Like, I think Pfeiffer likes to wrestle too. And, uh, he, you know, he's got his own uh, arsenal of grappling moves in that. But I think uh, on the ground or something like that, if Pfeiffer brings it there, he's in a lot of trouble if, if Mearshart goes for an arm bar or anything like that. Like, I've seen a lot of fights where Mearshart uh, is losing and out of nowhere he pulls a fucking arm out and snaps it in half or something like that. And that's where you could see an upset. Like, it's not like uh, Dana White just sets these young guys up with an easy route because they have a hype behind them, like you're saying that uh, Rose S. Jr. might have. I think uh, he's actually got a good matchup for him here, especially because it's on the main card. So I'm go- I'm still going yeah, but, Rose S. Jr. there. But he put the... I get what you're saying. I've seen who's that the fucking wrestler dude that fought on the Jones card? Bo Nickel? Oh, yeah, Bo Nickel, yeah. Dude, like, that was on the main card, and you fucking washed him. Yeah, and they fucking uh, their coaches was like complaining or something about that it. That had too. to be a, a setup. Was... You think that wasn't like a like all right, we can't give him too difficult. I don't of a know, man. Though. I mean, it I was a debut they... fight, so it's different. But I think, I think he's gonna protect the zeros for as long as possible. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yo, you know yeah, what? I've I seen, think Bo, Bo that, I... is Bo Nickel uh, uh, the same division as Malott? Because that could be a fight um, we see one day. They were sent, or maybe not. Maybe think, not that, are they light? Are they middleweight? Ian Gary? Know, is it Ian Gary? Ian Who's Gary, the undefeated yeah, guy? He, Ian Gary's a talk for, for Mike Malott. That might be a matchup. Mike Malott versus Ian Gary. That's one that's uh, been talked about. Yeah, he's 11-0. Sure. and 0, So people are saying he does. I, I, I was seeing well, this. Like, is that? that's, that's middleweight or is that lighter? Uh, that's that's welterweight. But, uh, Nichols 185, yeah. Is he welterweight too? Yeah. No, he's is a Nicholas as well. Welterweight. No, Nichols uh, 185, so he's a middleweight. Okay, well, yeah. What Malata, about Malata, though? Malata welterweight. Yeah, so that's where fucking Malat and Gary would fight. Gary, I think yeah. that might happen one day, but people are saying that it won't be because Malat posted a thing like on Instagram or whatever where he said, like, uh, who do you want to see as my next fight? And there's like three options. And like this, I saw a couple people saying, like, or one guy said, and then a people were like agreeing, having conversation about it. But they were saying, uh, he won't give him Gary because Malat's a scary fighter. And Malat has a loss, though, on his record or on his, on his pro record, not in the UFC, but on his pro record or whatever. Has a loss. So he's so uh, the matchmaker. So I guess I guess that's Dana for the most part. Uh, isn't going to isn't going to want to face isn't want to get going to like isn't going to try and protect Malat like he would Gary because he loves seeing that zeros because it's better. It's it. It's. It benefits the UFC for there to be more uh, as many undefeated no, I get guys what you're as saying. possible. It's like Gary and Malat and shit. I but they think that. Malat like, has a, a good chance rigged, at beating but, uh, Gary. There's a good chance Malat beats yeah. Gary, and he doesn't want to do that yet. You know what I mean? But also in the UFC, you see all the time you'll be like fucking early prelims or prelims. It's like Russia's fucking top fighter that's eleven and zero versus fucking USA's top wrestler that's ten and zero. And they're both undefeated before coming to the UFC. They're both making the UFC debuts. He's like, okay, hey, here's your fucking two undefeated guys fighting head to head. You'd never see that in boxing. You'd never see that in any other MMA fucking league. Yeah. The I UFC guess that's is fair. like, hey, 
like UFC just matches you up with the guy that's like your top opponent. But uh, yeah. in the case of someone like Ian Gary and that, yeah, maybe it gets a little more uh, as a soon as fishy, you have a one. Shit. I see what you're saying. For sure. I feel like as soon as you have a one on the on the uh, as soon as you have a one on your record in the loss category, uh, the road gets a, a lot tougher. Well, I mean, you throw Dana White will throw two guys that have no ones on their loss records. It's zero undefeated versus undefeated in the fucking early prelim. It's your welcome to the UFC. You're fighting a guy that yeah, you got to put your undefeated record on the line against. That's what I love about the UFC. They doesn't do it with like the hype guys. I think Malad has a has a chance to be a dangerous person in that welterweight division, though. He hasn't been out of the first. I just well, wonder. Ian Gary's gonna have to fight someone that's like he's gonna like. That's what I mean. Rock Monos fighting Muhammad next. I think it was announced today. There, fucking Rock Monos undefeated fighting another guy. Is Gary ranked? Is Gary ranked? That's uh, a good question. Is he, he ranked is, in he's that not division? Up there. He's not up there too high. Like he's maybe like fucking top like fifteen to ten to fifteen. Like. He was fighting on the prelims last uh, last card. I don't think I don't even think he is ranked. If he is, he's like maybe fifteen or fourteen or thirteen. Yeah, DK. Do you I have think the stats then, here? Are you able to look I'm, that one up for us? I'm looking it up right now here. I'm just to see what uh, what we got. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's on there. He's a I welterweight, right? He's if he's a welterweight, he's not ranked. Yeah. Yeah, welterweight. I didn't think so. There's some dudes but, up uh, there though that I think like that I think. Actually, welterweight's a pretty stacked division. Like Masvidal is at eleven. Um, Jack Della Madalena. His ass kicked this weekend. That's what I'm saying. We can get my other picks in here, dude. Della Madalena is at fourteen, bro. And he he fought on that. Uh, oh, sorry, Ty, you were moving on. I apologize. Volkanovski. He was on that Volkanovski card, and he was dangerous. And he's only the fourteenth ranked guy. Like that's a stacked that division. But I think. Sorry, Madalena. Yeah, Madalena. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty that nice. Was the, eh? Is he the Australian dude? Yeah, he looked pretty gross. It wasn't he the guy that knocked out the uh, fucking other guy there, the guy from Jamaica. What is his name? A Brown, something Brown. I can't even remember the fight, but I just remember after that being like, "Wow, that guy's pretty fucking." He looks dangerous. No, I, I think, remember watching that. We were watching that on uh, Discord, I think. Yeah, I know, but I just can't what remember the fight that? exactly though. It was the oh. Volkanovski card. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Versus no, I Brown. remember there was one fight there. With, I think it was with Madalena, and you were doubting my pick, and you're like, I don't know. This looks scary, man. I was like, no, just wait. And he was just patient with it, patient with it. He just Brown landed one. that one shot and knocked the guy out cold. Who was no, he it was fighting? A submission. It was a submission. Della versus Brown, February 11th, 2023. That was the. Uh, was it a submission? Guy. I remember him knocking him. Maybe he knocked him down with a big shot, and then he choked him out or something. But yeah, Jack Della Madalena. I remember that fight. That was sick. Yeah. Yeah, he was a way shorter. Fighter. Dude, was way taller now, and you were like, "This isn't looking good, Ty." You were like all worried. I was like, "Just, just wait, just wait." <laughs> the guy's funny. nasty. I'll let you get to your. I'll let you get to. That was your in picks. Australia too. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other picks I had here: Kevin Holland. Guys, do for a win, and uh, if you're looking for a fighter prop for that, I think he wins by KO. He's a knockout specialist. Uh, Yanis there. Um, I think, oh, he's fighting Rob Font is who he's fighting, I think. Yeah. And uh, that's one that uh, I was kind of on the fence about. So I kind of went with DK's theory of uh, betting on the younger fighter there. Because I think uh, Rob Font, you know, he's pushing. He's like 35 years old, getting up there. Fought a lot. And I also don't know how Font's chin's going to be. Because uh, his last fight, he took a fucking beating from Cheeto. Which, by the way, I was uh, sad to see Cheeto not bring it in his last fight against Sandhagen there. Because I think Cheeto was holding back a lot. Uh, for anyone that was watching that fight. 
But uh, Cheeto will be back. He's going to be in the conversation for a title shot in the future. Don't worry about that. Gilbert Burns, as I mentioned, he's going to put on a clinic against Masvidal, I think, uh, unless Jorge gets a lucky shot or something like that. But uh, we also know that Gilbert Burns has a chin because we watched him fight Chimaev. And uh, as Stewie J said there, Burns looks like he's built to survive a car crash with the fucking neck he's got <laughs> on him. Chin. So this guy, I think he can take a shot from Masvidal, and I think he goes to the ground. He, maybe you need a fighter prop for that. I'm not placing this, but I think he goes. He wins by submission. Uh, and then finally, uh, the dog, as we mentioned there, Pereira. I think he beats Adesanya in that main event. And uh, surprised to see him as a dog. That's the one note I had on here because he's beaten Izzy like fucking three or four times now, and he's the champ. How do you put him as a dog? But uh, I guess that's what the odds makers are thinking. And then, as I mentioned as well, uh, prelim picks I'll put on the Instagram story on Saturday. Keep an eye out for those. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. Pretty much all I got for picks. Unless you guys got anything at uh, UFC, we can move on to our next topic here. I I like it. I was just gonna say I, I'm feeling a big weekend. I feel like there's a good so. there's there's a lot of uh, like this card is different than a lot of the, especially like the fight nights. I feel like we kind of get shafted on, but I feel like this card is like there's a lot of you you know all the fighters tie and that and that and I'm kind of agree with where you went on every one of them. Obviously, I'm That's a casual good. compared to you guys, but like. Um, they, I feel like there's more locks on this card than I've seen in a while. Uh, the Pereira and Izzy one scares me, but like if that goes Pereira, there's a chance we may, there's a chance um, you make a lot of money here. You I don't want to jinx it though. I don't want to jinx it though. I, dude, I was just about to say, it. there's the announcer jinx saying that you know this guy's due for a shutout here tonight, and the guy gets shelled for nine. Like yeah. there's a lot of locks, but no, I was looking yeah, I, for a couple yeah, yeah. like just pizza money bets. And a couple things of just like if you're looking for, you know, you're casual like me and me tip TikToks that I was the most casual motherfucker of all time. Well, so yeah, I mean yeah, a guy yeah. like me fucking rolling out like to win that by unanimous brutal. decision. Israel Adesanya <laughs> to win by unanimous plus two twenty five, but even P- Pareda to win by fucking any knockout submission or DQ at plus one ninety, there's a good fucking middle. You throw money on both of those, you're gonna be up money. You know what I'm saying? Like because I think if Adesanya wins, it's going to be by decision, and I think if Pareto wins, it's going to be by finish. But it's you. It's it's those type of people that have that are the reason uh, Pereira is the underdog. Pereira, I mean, see that's yeah. what I'm saying. See that's what I'm saying. Like, I just said middle. We make money on both. I just think Pareto is probably going to win. Um, my heart is with Adesanya. Pareto's probably going to win, and if he wins, it's going to be by finish. Because if it goes to the cards, like Adesanya, I just think does enough in like point fighting style to win that win that. I'm not saying that's what he's gonna do, but that's a good middle bet. You get plus one ninety on parade of finish and plus two twenty five on fucking Adesanya by decision. I love I love that. Fair. I have a hard time predicting the way it's gonna end. Like I could even see Izzy like getting a knockout, you know? Like it's not totally because impossible. I can see, like see Pereira winning by decision up. too. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. Like if I, I would just stick to the money line there plus one hundred, like fucking not betting the farm on it or nothing because those are two of the best of the best fighters. Like you don't want to fucking, it's not a lock. That one is not a lock, but uh, you, you look at the stats, this guy's fucking beat Adesanya like four times. So uh, there's the element of like Adesanya wants his revenge more than he ever wanted. And then there's also the, the stats that show that this guy's beat him fucking over and over and over again. So he, he's, even if Adesanya wins this fight, it still looks like, Pereira's the better fighter on paper, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just think, though, when it comes to, like, if I had to do a fighter prop, I'd go Pereira knockout. 
I think, because he's got that. He might be the most powerful, like pound for pound striker in the UFC. I said that before, and I'll say it again. Fair, but uh, that's all I had on the UFC. And then, um, if we move on here to our final topic, that is uh, the much anticipated fantasy hockey fucking uh, winners here. And uh, we also, you know what? Actually, I'll I'll just leave it to the commission here to do the honors of this one. I was gonna fucking list off our winners, but I'll leave it to Stewie J, the commission. Uh, if you want to pull up. The finals there. I just missed the top three there too. Fucking who was it? The uh, the dogs there. Big dogs, dogs. Fucking he sent me to the fucking uh, <laughs> sent to the cleaners. The there. consolation, yeah. eh? Yeah. yeah, the console. No, I didn't even make console. I was in the fucking. I was in the third place game against this guy. And he said, "Oh, he, did he? Oh, okay, weird." I finished fourth, so I didn't even walk away. I would have rather like won a consolation fucking thing. I just sat there <laughs> in the abyss, dude. I was in fucking. You're trying trying to to think of the it's one of those ones. I can't even think of the word of it, like in limbo or whatever the fuck it's called. Like purgatory. Between earth purgatory. That's it. That you sent me to fucking purgatory, dude. <laughs> that was exactly the word I was looking for. So I'll let you do the honors here. Now it's our winners there of our bucks on Knoxley. Fair. Well, if you're in it, obviously you know by now. But the winner. Actually, I'll do the third place first. Sorry to fucking. I was, I'm just edging the listeners right now. Sorry to blue ball you guys. But uh, <laughs> Kachuk and Knuckles, that's you, Ty. Obviously sent yeah. to Purgatory. Um, ah. made, the, made the bronze medal game, but still nothing lost. Uh, so nothing to show for it. Eh? Show for. But the winner of the bronze medal was Dog Emoji. <laughs> That's yeah. his team name. It's just a emoji. fucking dog emoji. <laughs> he beat me bad too. His name's Corey. Close. Like I think the final score is like 10-4 or something, but like if you look at the, the categories, he was he was dominating me there. Oh yeah, he folded it, you and looking at close series. Like the series before that was a close one, but this one, fuck, I got smoked. All right, the little puppy emoji wins the th- wins the fucking uh <laughs> the bronze. Wins the bronze. That's Corey. Uh congratulations. My boys, all all top three. Fucking Blake Horler, Troy Ross, and Big Dog Corey Tuck. Yep. Yeah. He changed his name from Big Dog Dogs, didn't he? Or was that his name in football? This one was just a, was, yeah. He's just a fucking dog. <laughs> nice. So Corey, you you earned yourself a, a hat. Uh, I don't know. He was in the. You said he was in the football one too, DK. He won the football, he won the football, one, football yeah. one. Did he? Oh my god! So do we send him fucking two hats then? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking. Two hats and a you want two of the same hats? Give one to your fucking give one to your fucking mother or grandma. Where at the box? There you go. I'll send him box on box t-shirt hat for your grandma. Let's go. Give her like a sister or something. Big dog? Yeah. I don't uh no, he's got he's got a wife though, so yeah, we can we can figure something. We need some yeah, we need some babes wearing the fucking hats, so that's what I'm saying. It's (laughs) better marketing with the babes wearing the hats. So maybe if Corey's got Corey's got a special woman in his life to give the fucking hat to, then we can get a. it's better fucking either way, the guys get two hats. You're getting two hats, buddy. And a and a jersey and a jersey of his his choice. I think he's already made the choice. We just been we just been slacking on it. I thought it was a box on Knox jersey, but I guess at this point we just fucking yeah, we just got to grant his wishes, to be honest. We've been, yeah, we've been slacking too long. But we'll, we'll they are coming. We'll, the merch is coming. We'll the hats negotiate. are coming for sure. Uh, and then jerseys for the winners, of course. Um, yeah. New metal. <clears throat> Un. 
the winner's matchup was Can't Trust a Ho, who is on a fucking, t- he had a fucking nasty team, bro. Um, and Backdoor Beauties, also. Backdoor Beauties beat me to get into that final game there. Also a pretty nasty team, but I thought Can't Trust a Ho. At the start of the season, I think he, I think I said he was the like nastiest team probably. Um, however, you didn't see it through. Backdoor beauties. Congratulations, my friend. Oh, that's Blake. Is that Blake Horler? Yeah, but uh, you're telling me that's not John Stewart. That's not your team, oh, Stewie okay. J. Fuck. Uh, Is that, buddy, I yeah, thought yeah. I thought you had guaranteed a win of the league. Like I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I was, I, I, I was looking at those Stewie standings. Dude, you know where Stewie J was? The only teams that didn't set their lineup were the teams that finished below Stewie J. So technically, if you're talking about guys that set their lineup, the guy finished last after guaranteeing wins. That's hard. And Tanner Janot being the guy that was going to win him the league. I, (laughs) You know what? I can't believe that it was Blake Horler. Congrats to the fucking winner, by the way. Um, I just can't believe it wasn't Stewie J. You guys done yet? (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to believe honestly <laughs> uh congratulations blake uh jersey coming your way and a hat as well um and then obviously can't trust to hoe that's your boy troy hear that rhyme that was pretty good hey eh, boys <laughs> your boy troy um earned himself Wait, that was, i didn't, yeah, I didn't miss that earned, <laughs> earned himself a hat for his efforts in the gold medal game congratulations to the winners congratulations to uh uh blake Horler, I think. Boys, how do you know I just didn't change my name to the Backdoor Beauties and change my account name to Blake, and I actually did win the league, and then Blake was actually under my. I still see Kuznetsov second line, fucking sitting oh, okay, in the bottom yeah. of the barrel. There. Well, see if I can net Kuznetsov first line up there every night, then maybe it would have been different, right? Fucking, but who knows? Uh, I don't think he did anything in the other league either. Tough bounce for Strong Bombs. Um, he was fucking chirping all fucking weekend when we were up in Ottawa about him being him getting fucking. Me and DK were fa- facing each other when we were in Ottawa, dude. It was seven yeah. seven on Sunday. I I was like, and then all of a sudden yeah. I looked, I lost like nine four by the end of the day, dude. How about fucking poor Strong Bombs? Who gives a fuck? I was in first almost wire to wire of like twenty two weeks. I was in first for like 19 of them and then fucking got beat out in the first round. I was like, I thought I had a fucking shot at the finals. I had it all wrapped up and I fucking lost in the first round to tie. For fuck's sakes. It was horrible. Good I hated it. Out I hated there, it. Buddy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Let's you go. were. You were. You beat me the fuck down. <laughs> no, it was a great season though. And we're going to fucking do it again next year. And this is another thing I was going to bring up here is, uh, when we do it next year, maybe uh, I was thinking we could do a little bit of a buy-in, you know, twenty fifty dollar buy-in. That uh, and then the winner, you know, takes most of it home. Second gets a decent chunk, and then third gets their money back, kind of thing, or something like that. Or maybe they get fifty bucks or whatever. Fuck. Yeah, I like that. We got to sort out the details of that. But uh, what do you guys think about making it in a money league? Yeah, I like that because you don't want our league. Like I know, like <laughs> they might not want to hear this. Like obviously, you don't. Some guys don't like money leagues. I like money leagues. I happen to prefer money leagues. Uh, but when you have money staked, like it kind of just uh, incentivizes um, not being the guy that doesn't set your lineups um, yeah. when you're already down. You know what I'm saying? And like, you, uh, and then you want to try, even if you're down, you still have like you're holding out a little bit of hope because it's your money on the line. You know what I'm saying? You also it makes won't it have a to better experience. You won't have to wait for us to order the merch too. We'll just be able to e-transfer you the fucking prize right away. You want to yeah, exactly. Things. But free, I, I don't think free was a mistake. Procrastinators to get their shit together. 
I don't think free was a mistake for this one because it was it was just good to get one going. But uh, yeah, um, no, that I was think good. Uh, that was the way to do it for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know we could uh, you know if if you're listening and you have an a, a opinion on that, if you if you like the money league or if you don't like money league, let us know and then we can uh, go from there. I mean, it's a while before football season starts, and maybe we do the same thing for football too, kind of thing. So. Uh, send us your thoughts if you're listening. Send us your thoughts, and uh, we'll we'll rediscuss before we start another league up or another season next year. But with awesome. all that said, here, um, as we mentioned too, the prize in that uh, you were in our in our football league too. We we haven't forgot about you. That's another uh, when we make our merch order, you know, we'll make sure we got uh, your prizes covered too. But with all that said, there, I think that's all our topics for today. So it's final thoughts time. Uh, unless you guys got anything to add here. We can wrap it up. What are you guys thinking? Anything you want to add before we uh, call her a night? I, I have something to add. I want to say um, it sucks that uh, we're doing this uh, two episodes in a row, but I want to say a shout out to uh, a legend passed away um, that I knew, um, got to know like pretty well over the past uh, year and a bit. Um, his name was uh, Ken Gerard, Kenny G, former Leaf. He played seven games with the Leafs in the 50s. Um and he was an Ontario golf pro, um, I think out in London. And he actually won at one point, he won the PGA senior, uh, championship. That's where all the golf pros in Canada get together and compete in a tournament. There's obviously incredible golfers. Um, and he won it all. So he's, he's up there with the best, of the best, obviously not a tour player, but like best of the best and a great athlete and, and just a great, uh, person, which means obviously means more at the end of the day. Uh, Great person, great stories. Uh, loved the guy. He was my uh, girlfriend's grandfather, actually. And so, uh, legend. I want to, Kenny G, that's what I call him. Um, he's a fucking beauty. Um, damn, I shouldn't have sworn in this, but he's a beauty. Uh, um, and I know Ty, last, the last episode we did this, Ty had a special shout out for, for his, uh, his close buddy that passed away as well. So, um, mm. so it's two weeks in a row now, but hopefully they're up there. They're all having a fun time up in the sky, but uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to add that in. Well, there. that's the thing with 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 legends, eh? Is they live on forever. That's the good thing about legends is even 100%. though you know, they're not physically here with us, they they live on forever. And uh, you mentioned up in the sky or wherever they are. Uh, I know at least for for Big Dave, he loved his his music and and Rush and all that stuff. So whenever I picture you know where Dave is right now, picture him up there listening to Keith Moon and. And uh, Neil Pert on the drums and that kind of thing, just jamming out and just having a grand old time. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace to some legends there. And uh, DK, do you have any final thoughts before we get out here? Should I just uh, should I just call her there? All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Box on Knox. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you like the pod, drop a five-star review down for it. Also, make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, remember what Big Dave, as uh, we were just talking about there, remember what Big Dave always taught you. If you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.